Talk Live. Question mark. <laughs> and we're, and we're back. back. And we're back. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, so, uh, apologies in advance to folks who have been watching the live video streams. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if the problem is resolved at this point, uh, but we'll be monitoring it throughout the broadcast. We did some things and changed some stuff and. Hopefully it's fine and it's resolved. We'll find out. That's okay. My hair's a mess. By the end of the broadcast. We are, of course, the audio stream is fine. uh, And we're, of course, broadcasting to the radio stations as normal. It's just anybody over at, like, our Odyssey channel or watch it on Twitch or watch.freetalklive.com. There's been some jank. Uh, I've deployed some jank removal techniques. Cool. And, uh, you know, the only way I have to test that is, well, just do the next show. So here we are. Uh, Let's see. This is only a test. Captain's log, stardate 10082023. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, Steve Classic. And Nikki. Glad to have you both here. Thank you. Glad uh, to be here. Yeah. It's my uh, pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. It's been a hell of a week, and uh, we've been sort of starting every episode. I know you're on Wednesdays, but we've yeah. been starting. I was on Thursday this week, too. Yeah. The listeners are probably sick of me. They're like, get this chick out of here. Yeah, I don't know. I'll like, tune in on Sunday night. Oh, there like, she is again. We've basically got <laughs> you and Bonnie as like the female presence yeah. of Free Talk Live, so I don't think we can ever have enough of either of you. But that's just my professional opinion. Um, we've you. been we've been starting um, every episode with like, because, you know, we rotate the hosts, and so... You know, is there anything you want to say about the events of you know Ian being taken into custody? Did, Me personally, you or I mean, I know you've probably had a chance to say your piece, but uh, yeah, am I legally required to answer that question? You are not. No, <laughs> okay. no not at all. I will remain. Uh, I'll remain silent. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, we will kick the show off uh, as we normally do. Or I can't. Uh, what I want to say can't be said on the radio. We did. Um, I have. Uh, I have it here. And uh, yesterday we actually took uh, you know folks' calls as we do every every night at six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We took folks' calls, and if they wanted to say something in a letter to Ian, uh, I wrote it down. And so I'm combining those all, and we'll print it out and we'll mail it oh, to that's Ian great. because because now we have uh, information on how to do that. You can find yeah, that over cool. at FreeKeen or at the Crypto Six dot com. Uh, information on how to write to Ian uh, while he is. Uh, he's still in New Hampshire. Uh, word is they're holding him, uh, last I heard, at least until the next uh, hearing. Which, which would make sense. Which will be, I think, the restitution where they determine yeah. how much money they're going to rape him for mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of a thing. So uh, he'll be in New Hampshire at least until then, possibly until the appeal kicks in or is fin- I'm not sure how that's going to work. That might be so a while. Th- that could be a while. The, the appeals process isn't 
fast, and government just, isn't known to be an efficient machine so, that does uh, things quickly. The facility he's at right now is a state right. prison or right. jail. I don't know the, the difference between the two. Um, I wonder how long they could keep him, because technically that would be the incorrect facility, right? So this is essentially just like a holding period. It depends on and what the government need, says, right? If the government's like, yeah, that's fine. You yeah, know, I guess so. Like, yeah. But you're right. Typically, I'm just wondering how long he'd be able to be in like the quote unquote incorrect facility. Yeah. Typically, they would want to move him to a federal facility. Yeah. And I think much like they did with Aria, they would like, they'd be like, well, do you want to be in this state? Do you want to be in that state? You know, I don't even know like, if they gave Aria an option. Like, I, I think don't, she had a choice. I don't know of if two. they were like, hey, do you want to go to Devon's or Berlin? I don't even like, No, I think they were oh, like, do it, you want to go to New Hampshire or do you want to go to like Louisiana, well, like where well, her family really, was or whatever? Oh, right. Maybe. But but really what was up in the air with Aria was, are you going to a men's facility or a women's facility? Yeah. It took them a while um, to figure out they were just had to build a new place for just Aria. It was, yeah, just put her in a little Federally box. funded, of course. Yeah. Um, but I remember it was at Porkfest and we were doing the show, like we were sitting down to do the show. And I think an hour before she received the call from some fed person, which is already like awful enough. Right. Yeah. And then found out that she was going to a men's facility and it was just like so heavy because we didn't know what that was going to be like. Yep. It ended up not being as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because you don't know what that, I mean, like you hear stories of what happens to people in prison, right? And you can imagine if you're a trans woman, you know, it's uh, your mind kind of runs, you you know, your your imagination runs wild, so to speak. So, um, yeah, that was just, it was a a tough show for us to go through because we were essentially, you know, we talked about it and then we were like kind of trying to ignore it and we're like let's talk about music i guess because that's you know less bad than aria you know right going to prison a men's prison you know for that matter but well uh yeah it's it's sad times uh at free talk live however the show must go on and so we're here and we are going to uh, make this thing go uh, and continue it on because uh, the idea of spreading the message of freedom doesn't stop at individuals named Ian and Aria. Uh, and in fact, I think that the continued persecution of freedom-oriented people doing freedom-oriented things, specifically uh, Bitcoin, blockchain-related stuff, I think... Oh, nice shirt, by the way. Thank both you. of you guys. I didn't get yeah. the memo. You oh, both yeah. wore Bitcoin We shirts. coordinated. Yeah, yeah. My shirt for, for people who can't see says, I accept Bitcoin, which is true. I do accept Bitcoin. I've accepted for it. For various I've services. Since <laughs> I read the white paper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I mean just accepted it well as accepted, it exists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it exists. I, I accept. accept that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as the government continues doing bad things to otherwise peaceful people, like throwing them in cages and... Uh, storming their their home with a battering ram attached to a tank, right? As long as the government keeps doing stuff like that, it's only going to strengthen things like, well, Free Talk Live and uh, the, the larger New Hampshire freedom movement. Uh, the turnout, again, I, I thanked everybody uh, every time I've been on the air since uh, the trial went down or the, the sentencing. Uh, I, everybody who showed up, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I know there were people who, who came and like left before it was even over, but they came. They showed up. That's Yeah, it's important. You know? yeah. And uh, the participation was fantastic. We packed that courtroom with freedom-loving people. Except uh, me. That was not there. Well. <laughs> boo, boo. Shame. Uh, shame. Shame. Shame, yes. Uh, we'll, yes. We'll, we'll tax you later. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, well, I was working to get the taxes to pay for it. Oh, good. Yeah, no. Good. You're, you're a busy dude. I, I, know, I know what you got going on in your yeah. life. So, um, 
And but like uh, like Richie Rich hasn't shown up to any of them for either Arya or Ian. No, he, but, he was but there. He showed, well, yeah. he showed up at this last one. Oh, okay. oh I because, was about to say, I'm like, give the man credit. He was there. No, that's I what saw I'm. Him. That's what I'm okay. saying. I'm giving okay, him credit. Okay. I'm saying, but up until this one, he hadn't shown up for yeah. any. But he had been so compelled by the story and what the government's trying to do to railroad him and all that stuff. He's like, I gotta show up. I yeah. gotta at least show my face and right. let people know that hey, you know, we may differ on this, that, or the other. You know, as libertarians do, they like to bicker about little things and like, oh, yeah. my philosophy is way more correct than yeah. your. Whatever it is, right? right. You know, but yeah, like, no one hates libertarians more than libertarians. Right? Unless, <laughs> unless the government is persecuting a libertarian, and then they all come together and show up. Yes, Circle yeah. wagons, yeah. which is my point. That yes, everybody yes, came yes. together. Uh, Ian got a standing ovation. Yeah, on his way into the courtroom. Um, and after reading his uh, yeah, letter, his statement. His statement is available, the by the way. Yeah, his statement is available at, by way or by the way in both audio format as well as. Uh, written format over at freekeen.com. Uh, Mr. Penguin was kind enough to put that up. There's a there's a video uh, that I think I know it's on Odyssey. It may even be published to YouTube on like his channel, uh, where it's uh, some of the reaction coming out of court, and then it's uh, I actually read Ian's statement, uh, recorded it here in the studio, and then just processed that Great. down and gave it to him, and he edited it into the video. So there's me reading Ian's statement to the court. Uh, with some video clips and stuff, and then it's the uh, last Monday's special edition of Free Talk Live, cool. uh, followed also, by that. So um, it it looks like it's a three hour long video, and it is. Mm-hmm. But like, if you want to, you know, not watch that special edition of Free Talk Live, the rest of the video is only like fifteen minutes or yeah. something. Um, and then I believe Bonnie read it on the air. She did, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. And we kind of piece by piece, and you guys got yeah, the, we, yeah. We commented a lot on it. Um, it actually took us like two hours to get yeah. through pretty much but we we had you know we had many comments on it well the but. audio file alone when i read it and recorded it uh ended up being 20 minutes long oh i'm not surprised yeah it was a long i didn't realize how long it was when he was reading it in the courtroom yeah. i was just paying attention to what he was saying going yep uh-huh mm-hmm. yep yep that's yeah. right this is right. true this is factual right you know that kind of a thing and i think he did a much better job at sort of like wrapping up all of the inconsistencies well there has words right right but but he did a much better job at wrapping them all up for like the lay person to understand yeah absolutely right where he's like well you know the government said this and this is how i did this and this is why i was in this position and like you know uh, he did a real good job of sort of just vetting the whole case if you will uh whereas like i feel like his lawyers should have done that but um eh, but I think, well he put it in, in english not legalese that's and, true and that's what i was that's gonna true. say yeah. It, right? yeah. i think it's hard especially being like a lay person so to speak sitting in the pews because we don't like being an attorney they have to say things in their weird legalese right like right. they can't just come out and say it like this is bs and, you know, this is why they can't really spell it out like that, like you would if you were a normal human being. Right. They have to speak court talk to the pro- like the prosecution and to the judge, especially. Mm. So they can't just like come out and say normal things. They have to be like super strategic. Yeah. In the and case then, of this versus this, we yeah, saw that then, the um, uh, defendant but like, what? I'm sure like certain things that Ian said, although like we really understood that. And, and I think. Maybe, like, as far as the jury was concerned, I think if Ian was able to read something like that to the jury, yeah, I think that would have been really powerful. Because at that point, you know, when the jury's, like, watching the proceedings, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're, they're trying to decipher it, right? Like, they're looking at the evidence, but they're trying to decipher it. And I think if, like, a normal person just went up there and explained it to them, like, hey, this is what really happened. Right they would have got it and maybe got the uh 
Right. Like you know? during the trial, I'm surprised that um, we didn't see uh, somebody, you know, a cryptocurrency expert. Right. Didn't they try uh, to get one? Be, and be then... called. I, there was a couple of people, but like, and then I'm were... surprised that wasn't like a bigger part of the strategy to yeah. sort of educate. Because each of them jurors were picked because they had no idea or claimed which... they had no knowledge or idea what Bitcoin was or how to operate or anything like that, which is dumb because like it's supposed to be a jury of your peers, yeah, right? right? Like, And these should be people that are on your level, right? They should be technically inclined people. And if this is a Bitcoin cryptocurrency case, then they should be well aware of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies so that they have a base understanding of what it is before coming in and trying to determine the rest of no, this no, man's no. life. Captain... But the judge educated them on crypto. And and when I think it was David Hathaway, when he pointed that out in his testimony. Judge or what, didn't like that. Yeah. He was like super offended and because he pointed out these, you know, uh, I don't know if he exactly what he said, but basically he was like, you know, the jurors or he pointed out that somebody didn't know. I think he was talking about the jury, like, oh, they didn't really know about crypto. Right. And then the judge got real, like, super personally offended by that and was like, I I educated them myself. Okay, well, you don't know anything about crypto. Right, yeah, you can't, like... Really? Do you do you have a cryptocurrency wallet? Do you... I doubt it. It's the worst sin of, I think, people today, right? Just people who exist uh, thinking that they know more than they do. Right? Absolutely. Uh, this guy yeah. literally knows nothing about cryptocurrency other than what he's been exposed to in this I case. Saw a, I saw a story on CNN about it. Yeah. Uh. Well, like, and, and that's so, I mean, to assume that you would know about crypto if you haven't even, like, if you don't even have any. Right. Like, I haven't seen him at have any. Have you read any, the white paper? I haven't seen you him know? at any of the crypto meetups. Have you? I haven't. <laughs> sure know? haven't. Sure haven't seen. Oh, who's the the crypto queen? Like that prosecution lady. Oh, God, I, I doubt her. she knows anything about crypto. Please yeah. explain to me exactly how blockchain chain technology works, because I bet she can't. I bet any one of our friends who were at you know Social Sunday could mm. know bounds and bounds uh, and bounds more than about crypto than any of those people on the prosecution or the judge and definitely the jury. Georgiana, so, if you're listening, you can suck it. Yeah, you Well, suck. she'll probably be the first one in line for the BlackRock ETF. <laughs> right? Probably. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. So uh, government in general, if you're listening, if you are- If they're listening. You know, I'm sure they are, actually. Absolutely, they are. Yeah. Throughout the trial, like there was even a time when like- like they mentioned something about something said on the show, and then the yeah. next day they were like, "And just last night, here's a clip from last night's yeah. show." And I'm Get like, a life, losers. These guys are listening every freaking yeah. night to yeah. our, our, you know, our nationally syndicated what did they radio say? show. Haters right? made me famous, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like so we stupid. know they're listening, and in fact, yeah. we know that uh, it's the only branch of government that does listen. Hmm. Oh, that's that's oh. that's clever. Yeah, yeah. That's cute of them. So if you are listening, um, too bad, so sad. We're still here. Your your attempt at taking down uh, this vehicle of free speech has failed. Just just makes it just expands the whole. Yeah. If anything, yeah. if anything, you've strengthened the resolve of the freedom community in New Hampshire more than it was before. Uh, everything you do, every kind of action you take against peaceful, freedom loving people, uh, backfires on you because uh, freedom is the question. What's the answer? As Ernie would say. You know what. I wonder how those people sleep at night knowing that they're attacking oh, they peaceful drugs. people. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. They probably the have to, they to can. even live with themselves. Yeah. But, you know, I I think something that has really comforted me through this whole entire thing is, like, my belief in karma. And, you know, I, I know not every person 
shares my beliefs of like sp- spirituality and divinity sure. and all of those things. But I know um, a lot of people who have been following, you know, the whole Crypto 6 trial yep. uh, and a lot of libertarians in New Hampshire. I know a lot of those people are people of faith, Christians or or just spiritual people, sure. a lot of Jewish people, whatever. Um, and for me personally, like that has given me a lot of peace, just knowing that my personal belief, karma is real. And whether it, I believe in reincarnation, whether it catches up with them in this life or the next life, it'll catch up. With it them. will catch up with them. <laughs> yeah. And good people like Ian, good things will come to good people like Ian. Yeah. You know, this this movement of peace and freedom that we have in New Hampshire is a good, loving thing. And anyone who is trying to disrupt that is a bad person or they're misinformed. I or both. So, <laughs> both. Or, or more, <laughs> pick, more than likely both. Pick, pick A, B, and C. All right. So uh, anyway, if you want to write to Ian yourself, uh, go over to freekeen.com. There's some information posted over there by uh, Mr. Penguin of thinkpenguin.com. Thank you for posting that up, Chris. Uh, We appreciate that. Uh, If you want to call and talk to us tonight, the phone number is 603-283-6160. Last night, and forgive me because I did, you know, two different shows back to back, I don't recall which show we talked about this on, whether it was uh, Beard Talk Live or Free Talk Live, perhaps both. Uh, Zero Hedge posted uh, a nice chart from, uh, they sourced it, I don't remember where the source is. Charts are always uh, great on the radio. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. <laughs> debt, uh, we covered this yesterday, the total U.S. debt is now over $33.442 trillion. Trillion, trillion. With a T. Trillion. And hit $33 trillion just two weeks ago and is on pace to rise by $1 trillion in one month. How high can it go? Let's go to the tote board. So, uh, and then Zero Hedge, uh, you know, prefaces this with the U.S. added, checks notes, $275 billion in debt in a billion? One day. One day. One day. Now, is that debt or is that a check to debt. Zelensky? Well, like yeah, some yeah. percentage Probably of it a little is, of both. is part of that. Yeah, okay. A little of both, yeah. So, so we covered that last night. And, and of course, Peakless Mountaineers, you know, more of our economics guy. And so we got to have a nice chat about that. But. Uh, what I didn't realize was uh, the day after that, so this was October 3rd when Zero Hedge published this information. The very next day, <laughs> so this would be October 4th, uh, another day, another $33 billion in debt or $1.4 billion per hour. Wow, we should bring up oh the nationaldebtclock.com. I know, and like, yeah, where do we start the show at? And where do we... Oh, my, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> $1.4 billion per hour. Wow. They didn't even allocate $1.4 billion to, like, Hawaii. I wonder uh, what right, their right. Uh, credit score is. <laughs> uh, they don't... I mean, it's it's been faltering, actually. Like, there is, yeah. amongst uh, amongst countries... Uh, with, the, really with, with the central banks, there, there's something, I can't remember the name of it, but there is a way where they sort of rate each other, and there's these, yeah. I think Moody's is one of them. Credit Karma? Uh, no, no, no. But that's, <laughs> it's their equivalent to that. It's just in the in the banking realm instead yeah. of in the personal finance realm. Uh, S&P is or one, one of them. There's another one that does a standard, oh, that is standard and poor's. That's the one I'm thinking about. So anyway, uh, yeah, the, the U.S. credit rating has, has been, has, you know, dropped a notch, whatever that is. Whatever that means in state speak, right? Whatever dollar figure that might equate to them, yeah. uh, it has dropped. So, uh, of course, 
you know, there's not really going to be a slow decline here, in my opinion. I think when the dollar does collapse, it's going to be quick. Yeah, it's going to crash. It's just going to be quick. And yeah, then, see, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's been collapsing. It's just, oh yeah, it's just. Well, yeah, it's lost ninety nine percent of its value uh, right. since we left the gold uh, right, standard. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a glacial apocalypse. Is <laughs> what it, it is. It's just going to take forever. I don't think it's going to be like you wake up. Well, I don't know. Everyone says like, well, Thanksgiving weekend it'll be like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Banks are open on Monday, and then you get the blue money, which is only. You know, worth one tenth of what you have. Right. It's like your bus pass. Like when you get on the city bus and they give you that little ticket, it's only good for like another hour or something to get on another bus. Well, again, that that points to CBDCs with expiring money. Right. Money with an expiration date. That's that's crazy. It is so crazy. So just go to national, what is it? National Debt Clock, US Debt Clock dot org. Dot org, right. <laughs> the numbers are just going by like, holy yeah. cow. Yeah. It's like, and that's real time. It's real time. It's yeah. crazy. It's inconceivable. The amount inconceivable. of debt. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> yeah. The amount of debt the US government is in is just like. <laughs> so, yeah. $1.4 billion per hour. Wow! I like my brain can't. I can't even wrap my brain billion, around that. A billion is a million million. I can't a thousand even, million because that's what yes. it is, right? Like even one trillion. Like I'm thinking about one trillion dollars. I can't really even fathom a billion, right? You yeah, know? even a billion. Yeah, yeah. A thousand million. You know, so like, a million. Okay, I get. I but can like, grasp you know, a million. Yeah. I think past that, I'm like, I never have. Billion, yeah. I never like, have grasped a million. I've never had that much cash in front of me at one time. Yeah. You've like never the, touched it. And the most it? cash, the most cash I've ever had sitting in front of me at one time was uh, twenty thousand dollars cash in cash. Wow. Yeah, I had to sign a check for one point three million dollars once. Wow. When I was on the town council. Wow. So I had to like sign the check. I was having that have, that's like baller that's like, status. Wow. You're like, this isn't even my money, but yeah. I feel like <laughs> I'm signing a check for one point three million dollars. <laughs> yeah. like, what? I had uh, I had this conversation with one of my ex girlfriends mm, a decade or so ago, and I was like, yeah, I just don't feel like anyone's ever gonna write me a check for a million dollars. You know what I mean? And like, I just don't feel like yeah, that's in my that publisher's you know? clearinghouse. No, no, she like left the room and came back, handed me a check for a million dollars <laughs> from her personal bank account. I still yeah. have it. It's in like one of that's my awesome. one of my uh, what do you it's call like, well, them? Don't try to said, cash don't, it, yeah, don't cash gonna, it. Yeah, it's gonna bounce. <laughs> It'll cost you thirty five bucks. It'll bounce your account. Yeah, yeah. she's like, it's never gonna cash. But you said no one would ever write you one, so I yeah. proved uh, you wrong already. That's great. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it was pretty fun. I like that. I put it in. I put it in. What are those books we used to use back in the day? Where you put like passbook? No, like photos and stuff. A photo, a photo album? album? Yeah, but wow. it's, it's a book, right? You yeah. Know, yeah. Lots of pages. Yeah, with the, with yeah, the peely back yeah, the peely things, paper, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. 603-283-6160. Still to come, we've got uh, our number two story, plus more. It's the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol, and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash, 
Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Oh my God! What's going on? <laughs> cats are sleeping with dogs. <laughs> it's raining cats and dogs. <sighs> Has hell froze over? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's free talk live. Uh, the telephone number is six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to call in and talk about whatever's on your mind over uh, you know nationally syndicated radio show broadcast to I don't know one hundred and eighty or something radio stations. Uh, plus the internet, plus some satellite channels and that kind of thing. So, you know, just we're in a couple of places. Just a couple. Just a couple. Just a few. It's a caller-driven show, so we need people to call in. Well, I mean. No. Second hour, maybe. I like. We got business to take care of. I like it when new people call in. Can yeah. somebody that's never called in before call in for me, please? First time caller. First time caller. 603 283 6160. Yes, please. Call in. Call in and talk to Speaking of calling in, let's just go right away to uh, this is Mr. David Ridley from oh, RidleyReport.com. Uh, gentlemen, ladies, and assorted malcontent. Hey. Assorted they are. How are things in Rainchester? <laughs> Rainchester. <laughs> Rainchester? <laughs> is it raining? Is it raining, raining more here than there? Oh, it's ridiculous. I, hard it's to tell. Ridiculous. But like this summer hasn't really been summer. It's just been no. rain the whole rain. damn time. Rainer. Anyway, you were calling in for a reason, David, I assume. <clears throat> no, I just calling to say hi. Oh, hey. What's <laughs> right, man? What's up? No, no, I do have. I do have. I had. Uh, you watching football not, today? Not, I don't have. <laughs> Not it's not news this time. I maybe I might think of it as insight with relation to something you guys reported on a week or two ago. Okay. So you you've been up you I just listened to your update on what happened to Liberland. Yeah. So I don't uh, know the outcome of that. All I know is that they they were basically raided by Croatia. Yeah. So back when this first started, I guess in 2014, I was a you know sometime co-host on Free Talk Live, and Indeed. I would uh, I mean it was maybe it was 2015. And um, so I indicated that every time I heard some new abuse by the Croatian government in Liberland, I would uh, drag up uh, something from the Bosnian war that they did, like that everyone's forgotten. But I can remind people because I was there. Okay. So um, the um, the just I'm just trying to go in chronological order here. The crimes app happened in in you know at different times, and I'm just trying to remember trying to pick up where I left off and remind people one of the things that the Croatian government did that was uh, so despicable was the I mean it wasn't quite direct, uh, but it was the destruction the destruction of a landmark known as the Starry Most. Okay. And this was the most famous. Uh, this was probably. I would guess it might have been the most famous landmark in all of Bosnia. I can't name one that was I mean, off the top of my head that was more revered. Uh, and it was an ancient bridge, um, <clears throat> uh, which the um, 
the Croatian uh, backed the Croatian backed Croatian militias uh, shelled until it was destroyed uh, over a long period of time, and an American videographer captured it on video, most of the process uh, on video, and uh, this led to uh, this led to a lot of media coverage, and there was a documentary. Um, that was shot in connection with this called Death of a City. It was, this is in the city of Mostar uh, in, Cro- in Croatian-controlled, partially Croatian-controlled Herzegovina in Bosnia. It's very complicated. But anyway, the, you should just Google it sometime. Just Google Death of a City, the best war documentary shot in the history of the known universe. Really? Okay. Uh, and it centers around this. I think, I believe, if I recall, it What's it called around, again? I think it was Death of a City. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Bowen, he was a reporter for ITN, uh, just a, a brilliant writer. Had this incredible Orwellian, uh, or you know, he was a, like he was a lot like George Orwell. He had the, you know this real sense of understatement and uh, just an incredible broadcast writing style. So you just you got to see this thing, um, and it should be still on YouTube. It was when I looked for it a few years ago. But and that's just you know that's one of the many crimes committed by the Croatian government. Um, uh, and uh, every time they do something in the liberal land, I'll resurrect one of these things. If I if I know if I find yeah. out about it, sorry, go ahead. That's all. Oh, all right. Well, uh, hey, Dave, thank you for the call. Where can folks find out more about you and what you do? Uh, it's RidleyReport.com. RidleyReport.com. Thank you so much for your work, man. Keep it up. You are welcome. So much. Peace. All right. Uh, so I have not seen that. Have you guys seen that documentary? The documentary? Yeah. No. Um, I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. I, uh, I made a mistake one time. And, well, really? Uh, well, more no. than one time, but I'm going to tell you about one particular mistake. Sure. Okay. And like to say it's a mistake, is kind of a misnomer. It's just something that I don't think I'd want to repeat again. Yeah. But, I didn't believe that you would make a mistake. But in, I, I made a mistake once, but uh, I was wrong or I thought I was mistaken once. <laughs> anyway. So, um, friend of mine, uh, invited invited me and another friend of mine over to smoke some marijuana. Whoa! Yeah. And he was like, uh, "Hey, by the way, I just got a, a copy. This is VHS days, right? So, yeah. you know, probably eighty nine, ninety somewhere. Please in that be range. kind, rewind. You know. And he's like, "Oh, hey, by the way, uh, you know, I know we're all freshly baked and everything, but I, I just got this new uh, nuclear war documentary I want to put on. And we're like, sure, whatever, because we're baked, we're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. like, Throw on a movie, why not? Right? Yeah. You know, let's watch this thing." And we said nothing for like, it was like a three hour movie too. Yeah. Right? We were all just, cause we were so big. We were just like, our jaws were like, right. You know, <laughs> no and, way, and we're like, whoa, this is heavy, man. Put our faces of death, man. Like, I feel weird much. after watching. Like we all just sort of left and we're like quiet. And, oh yeah. You know, like unsettled. It was, yeah. It was the no. worst, the worst buzz I've ever had. Yeah. It's like. Thanks for killing the yeah, vibe, throw bro. the emergency brakes on a good time. It's like, weren't we supposed to watch, so it, like, Wayne's World or something? So the, like, Beavis the wall? and Butthead? Yeah, the wall, yeah. That's right? a good one, too. That'll something take you cool. Right the moral yeah. of the story is don't get overly baked before you watch nuclear war documentaries. That's, right. yeah. Or if there actually is a nuclear war. That's, well, no, you might <laughs> well, want If there's a nuclear war, yeah. you might just go you for it. You might actually right? be baked. You, know? you might want to yeah. try some hard drugs right. in that case. Yeah, because, you know, time is short at that point. Right. You'll be up in smoke. Yeah. You could just be vaporized. Oh, I'm sorry, vaporized. <laughs> uh, what have we been talking about? Oh, we're supposed to talk about some other stuff, aren't we? The debt. Uh, the debt. The debt. Did you have a read that you had to do? Too? I, like, oh, boy. Yeah, I, I'll do it. Let's, let's start all over again. 
It's fine. It's not like... Take two, It's Captain. not like... I mean, the sound quality and the content that we do here is professional, but we aren't really. I mean, are we? Yeah. You know? Professionals yeah. mean that you get paid. Well, yeah. Yeah, the, the Coach brothers have never sent me a check, so, you know. <laughs> never had a check for a million dollars. We've been accused of that, though. They're like, Free Talk Live is a Coke brothers pre-. I'm like, no, it <laughs> isn't, man. Yeah. We're you using know? 1989 technology, right? <laughs> <laughs> microphones, yeah. yeah, we're not even digital. Yeah, well, I, we are in we're some places, yeah, but we, there's a lot of conversions going on. Yeah, if you look underneath this desk, there's a series of like adapters that were yeah. purchased at Radio Shack and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not. Yeah, this is not a a high budget studio, right. uh, although. Uh, Mr. Freeman has done a great job of, of getting professional quality sound out of this thing. Oh, yeah. Everybody sits in front of these microphones. Oh, sounds yeah. great. Stick it to the man. So, well, I thought Zeus that was just me. A, yeah. Well, uh, I thought this was just like my, my, you know, my natural voice. I don't sound well, like this all the time. You probably sound better than most because you already have, you know, sort of a good voice. Right, Thank so you. then the mics improve it. But if you have a crappy voice, you come in here and you sit down. You still sound better than you do in real life. But no one likes to hear their own voice, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the like thing. that's like a guaranteed. Yeah, and that's I don't a, sound like that. It's yes, difficult for like yeah. when I was doing the the read of Ian's statement. Uh, I you have to listen to yourself and your own sibilance. Yeah. And did I miss? And you you get these little sounds. These, Oh my gosh! These yeah. mouth sounds that you that's have to like when you just turn edit it down out a and bit. stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I use the power of editing, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. I can. I know how to do that kind I of don't. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and even then you don't get them all. So there's yeah. always, you know, and if you're an artist, you're like, mm, well, I could have done that riff no, better or I whatever. Know. Right. Yep. You know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I used to do voiceovers for That's my, one, yeah. um, for like my, uh, my yoga classes on YouTube. Yeah. And then, uh, I remember I, you know, I'm very like low tech. I, I don't do this professionally. I'm just trying to make some content Play, pause, that I record enjoy. And, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean like using right. the Take microphone two. on my laptop and then I remember years later, I was re-watching a video just because I was kind of sorting through them, trying to get rid of the bad ones. So I was I was using headphones. Mm-hmm. And of course, things sound a lot clearer when you're wearing headphones. Yes, they do. And then I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you could literally hear like my sister or somebody doing dishes, like the clanging of her putting away dishes yep, in, the in the background. And I'm like, yeah, delete. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them were like that. If like, you're gonna oh, do, embarrassing. if you're gonna do voice work, at least have a separate microphone. Don't use something built into your computer. Yeah. Right. And and if you're gonna go that far, then don't get just some crappy thing you plug in. The first crappiest, cheapest thing. Uh, go for at least the middle way, right? You yeah. know, throw a couple extra right. bucks yeah. at it for it the quality right. of sound, right? Yeah. Uh, and that way, if you need to do it again, you've already got the gear to do so, and you don't have to yeah. respend. Now, if I do anything like that. I'll probably just come over here. Or it's usually like if you're watching a, if you're watching a YouTube video. I, I this is a pet peeve. So they're showing you something. Look at this incredible tractor over here, and you hear them. Then they move the thing away, yeah. move the camera away from their mouth, and they're talking about the tractor. And you're looking at the tractor, like I can't hear a word the guy's saying about yeah. this tractor. Whatever, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I've seen that on like commercials or yeah. YouTube videos right. that and are then, like uh, non-professional. So done. here's the most critical part that you don't want to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's how you do it and you're like well, that's how you yeah. do it here's my secret um i actually recorded uh, ian's statement over here as well in the studio i was gonna do it at home ironically i'm more prepared to do voiceovers from my home studio uh, than i am here well that's your thing right uh, it's I, I yeah it's just a 
it's a preference, right? Plus, I know my own gear better yeah. than I know the gear here, so it's faster for me to operate there as well. But I just decided to do it over here because I was already here for a thing. I was troubleshooting some stuff here, and it was, I think, the first day after the, the trial or whatever, and so I just wanted to make sure... You know, Bonnie wasn't hanging out by herself all yeah. day, you know. There's some other people around the house and that kind of a thing. So I just decided to do it here. And so she hung out and, you know, I got it done. And uh, it's up there on Freaking yeah. if you want to find it. And uh, it sounds great with all that Coke Brothers uh, equipment. Yeah, our <laughs> advertising. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to Gigi in South Carolina. All right. Good evening, everyone. Nice to hear all of you once again. I am very pleased that the gentleman prior to me, I believe his name is David Ripley. Ridley. 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 I beg your pardon. I like what he made mention of as a passionate former professor of international relations and history. I agree with what he said about Croatia. Mm -hmm. Bombing, bombing, bombing the famous medieval bridge in Bosnia, Herzegovina, I believe, and I ask that please be cooperative with my pronunciation, I believe the name of the 13th century bridge is called the Mostavar Bridge. Mostavar. I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. Yeah, I'm guessing so. It was a brutal destruction, and it is a famous landmark in the Balkans. Indeed it is. And the other is thing or was? like pardon? Is or well, was parts Did they... of it are still there. Okay. Um the other thing I'd like to bring up, it concerns me very much and I always enjoy listening to when the major calls because he's passionate about history mm-hmm. as Robert is from Charleston, my city. Mm-hmm. I would like to know, as well as for our listeners out there, because we have talked quite often about Palestine being militarily and economically occupied Mm -hmm. by the Israeli authorities, and yet what happened Saturday in Israel is very unsettling to me, and I feel it's going to broaden into southern Lebanon, and I just have a gloom and doom feeling. And I'd like to hear from other listeners and contributors their opinions, whether they are Israelis, Americans, Jewish, Catholic, Christian, atheist, Muslim, I don't, or Palestinian, I or Arab. I don't care the background, the heritage. I want to hear other people's opinions because that's what's important, and that is always reinforced in this wonderful program. Well, and, and we appreciate your words, too. Um, can you, for the listeners, give a summary? Now, I ask this uh, for personal reasons as well. Uh, I've only seen headlines, and uh, like— It's very bad, Captain. Yeah, I, what, I, what I know is happening is, well, more people are dying, right? Yeah, uh, I heard the death toll skyrocketed. Over 700 Israelis are dead, but you know what? We are going to hear in the near future of Palestinian deaths and casualties, especially amongst Palestinian civilians. That is 
equally sickening. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And dangerous. It's only going to escalate. I just thought to myself, oh, the S is popping off in over there again. You know, that's exactly correct. And personally, I feel that it's a tit for tat. And I look just like what. What's the gentleman's name? Wrigley? Ridley? Ridley, yes. Dave Ridley. Mr. Ridley pointed out, and correctly so, history. There's always a paper trail. Look at the Radon and Tebby. Look at the Munich uh, Olympics. uh, Olympics with the Israeli athletes. Look at hijackings. And this, in my opinion... And I'm not saying it's wrong or right. It's just an observation on my behalf. This infiltration on many fronts into Israel was brilliant on the part of Hamas because Israeli intelligence had their pants down to their ankles. And it's payback for 56 years of being militarily and economically occupied by a foreign entity. However, on the other side of the argument, we are still hearing about the horrible, horrible things happening to Israeli civilians. This is what is bad, and it's only going to get worse. And it's going to happen when Israel goes in and bombards the hell out of Gaza because you know that's coming. So, uh, Gigi, you said that the, that the Israeli um, intelligence were, were caught with their pants down. Is it the same type? Oh, you ty- bet, down to their toes. Right, but is it, is, is it the same way that our military intelligence was caught with our pants down on September 11th? Oh, I love the way you think. Yes, sir. I could reach through the phone and kiss your cheek. Oh, no, I'm jealous. Well, well, hold on. Hit, right. hit the captain, the captain first. Knows I have a crush on him. <laughs> I tell my husband all the time, if we weren't married. <laughs> but I right. have to be respectful. The captain has a wife, and she deserves respect. Sure. Okay. Do you? <laughs> On you paper. are correct, sir. I agree with that. Uh, so assessment. actually, actually, Gigi, they are actually comparing it to Israel's nine eleven intelligence, Mossad and Shin Bet. The Israeli military intelligence in Hebrew is called Shin Bet. Where were they? Well, if 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 they were caught, if they if they intentionally let their guard down to escalate it, like you know, they got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, kind of thing, like September eleventh. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't put that past Netanyahu and his ultra fascist coalition in the Israeli parliament. Right, get but his ratings I up. I hope I'm I wrong. Yeah. So, Gigi, I want to ask you a question because you seem yes, ma'am, rather ma'am. informed on the issue. So, I have some friends that are more informed than I am on, you know, international happenings. Um, yes, ma'am. And a lot of people are taking the side of Palestine in this, saying that. Um, Israel is essentially like kicking Palestinians out of their homes and is attacking them and that Israel's more on the offense um, and Palestine's more on the defense. Many people feel that way because the, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank have been militarily and economically occupied by the military of Israel. And where is the freedom for Palestine to exist as an independent nation. They are correct in that 
many people feel that way. I personally feel that is a legitimate argument. Okay. Okay. Hey, at the same time, if Palestinians have something to gripe about, look at Northern Ireland. They have been militarily and economically (laughs) occupied by the British for over 900 years. Mm -hmm. And Gaelic is no longer the language of instruction or in the legal system. It is English. So I think this is just another example of, you know, to put it in very simple terms, government bad. Yeah, I mean, certainly governments... I have no problem with that assessment. Yeah, certainly governments are responsible for the situation. uh, Listen, I look at this as Hamas taking action and saying to Israel, screw you, this is payback. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, Gigi, thank you so much for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, I just want to clear up the record. I am not currently married. Except I was going to ask for, Gigi, how does she know I, about this? I just, like, I just wanted like, there's a caveat. Like, I, I do own a guitar or two, and I'm sort of married to those. Oh, like, I thought you, you were like, them? you know how like chicks always dig guitar players. You're like, <laughs> so uh, I'm on the market and I do play the guitar. <laughs> well, it's right. I, I, yes, I, I was, but like, you know, am slash was in a rock and roll band. But I've had this happen <laughs> multiple times in <laughs> in uh, long term relationships that I've had with with women, uh, where like there's there's at some point they get jealous of um, the guitar. Yeah, it's ah. like you're always going to be second. Right. Sorry. And like, and I'm upfront about this. Yeah. Like, when we get to, I'm like, look, I do music. I can't help it. Like, sometimes I get inspired. I'll just like leave the room and go jam yeah. out a riff or something. But this is, you um, know, and then like at some point they'll be like, well, he loves me or loves his guitar more than he loves me and that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And it creates a real problem. So, it no, exists. And, I, and I believe that because, so I, I'm a big fan of music, rock yep. and roll, classic rock, metal specifically. Um, and those are a lot of like touring musicians typically. Um, so I've heard slash read the stories of a lot of like rock and roll wives, tour wives and like kind of their experience. Like I'm thinking of Sharon Osbourne, for example, um, and kind of how they have dealt. So, you know, especially like, yeah, I've been married to this person for like 30, 40 years throughout the whole craziness of the seventies and touring and rock and roll and like they're being being really popular. Um, and it's just so interesting to hear the woman's perspective of like, I have children at home right? and you know how it is being married to someone who is touring frequently for a year for like 10, 15 years straight uh, on drugs, going through rehab, because a lot of, you know, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, that was real. Uh, so it's just so fascinating to me to, like, listen to the woman's perspective of, and especially women that have, like, stuck through it with them. Yeah. Um, it's just fascinating to hear, like, them sort through that and then just, like, totally not really be jealous. I mean, I'm sure they had jealous moments at times, but, like, how much strength you need as a person and how much you need to, like, really love and trust somebody yeah. to... Stay with them through all yeah. of that. Well, and or like, and and you bring up great points, but also uh, from what I've read about some of the like the more famous musicians and whatnot, the more colorful lives, um, they have had agreements with yeah. their spouses, right? And they vary from you know depending on what their yeah. religion is or what their personal beliefs are. Everything from uh, strict monogamy to like, eh, when you're on the road, you know, I guess yeah. it's all right, you know, depending <laughs> depending on, on the, the couple, right? But it's an illustration in following your agreements, right? Yeah. The successful people follow their agreements, right? And this is a lesson that you can take from rock and roll and apply it to anything. 
any avenue in life that you're in, anything that you're doing, uh, whether it's professional or like a volunteer thing or something for your kids, right? If you make an agreement with somebody, keep it, right? Yeah. It, this sounds so simple, but like it, it gets away from so many people. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I worked with a band. Uh, the lead singer was married. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the sound engineer and he never wore his wedding ring on stage. And that was an agreement between them because it was good for business that he wasn't married. Right. right. And that was like the OnlyFans girls. You know what I mean? I don't know. Not so so OnlyFans. (laughs) Well, okay, it's a little different, but like obviously like if you're a sex worker or if you're like, you know, a cam girl, so to speak, you're not going to talk about your boyfriend on Instagram. You know, like that's bad for business. Bad for business. Some of those couples have, because some of them, believe it or not, do have boyfriends. So you've been told anyway. (laughs) So I've been told. Yeah. 603-283-6160. We still have more to talk about. Uh, We've got our number two story coming up and some more of your calls and thoughts. Our number two of Free Talk Live is coming up. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Don't smoke crack. Yaggedy, I don't smoke crack. Crack is wet. Uh, what the heck are, are our listeners listening to, Steve? What am I listening what to? What are like, our listeners listening to? Oh, they're listening to Free Talk Live. And I thought you were like, what am I listening to? I have to just go to my playlist oh, here. What are, <laughs> you're like, I'm listening to uh, Slayer. Oh, yeah. You guys are poor at editing oh. this thing. Right? All right. All right. I figure you've been around for the intros long enough. If I put you on the spot, you'd be like, oh, it's this. Uh, what's the phone <laughs> what number, Nikki? 603-283-6160. That's the terrorist, uh, domestic terrorist hotline. Yeah. Domestic terrorist. I do want to make <laughs> well, one. we can't say that anymore. I thought we were trying to not go to jail. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm trying to. Yeah. Well, that is the uh, the puppies and kittens. Rainbow, the rainbow hotline. D- domestic rainbow terrorism, hotline. though, suggests that there is feral terrorism. Right, yeah. We're the feral terrorists. <laughs> Uh, Nikki, I do want to make one correction. Sure. Uh, I am now, you don't have to, but I am now referring to it as pork fash. Okay. Because of, you know, the the, the drama, the fascism yeah, that happens at pork fest. Because yeah. of the fascism? Be, be, for uh, what should be obvious reasons yeah. to anybody who's tried to participate. So including my own experience, uh, you know, uh, I love the people. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the, the the festival itself. Like when it goes yeah. on, it's just a big party, and I have such a good time. Absolutely, the, the whole time. But like the the running of the thing so, has been littered with drama and holes and all so that kind it, of stuff. It's tough too. Um, yeah, I was actually just talking to like some of the organizers the other day. Yeah. Um, and I I because we were talking about the drama, right? And I'm like. I just turn off my phone, and then I was like, ooh, 
you guys don't get to turn off your phone because you're like the organizers. Yep. Um, so I do kind of feel for them because it must be so hard. One, we all, you know, the the saying, you know, hurt, like libertarian, you know, like herding cats, right? Yeah. So, um, and just getting these people to like agree. And of course there has to be some sort of order. Like it could just be, you know, full blown anarchy. Everybody just does whatever they want. But that sounds like I think, fest. I think they're yeah, it's right. more like fork fest vibes. Bingo. So um so I do feel for them in yeah. that extent. But there is another way. What about a merge? Uh, like or take another week in between pork fest and fork fest. And Not yeah. I mean, I, I kind of liked what happened last between, year with yeah. the the shortened pork fest. So like four I days. I think that worked out really well. You know, so in you, the you show up on a on a Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is fork fest, and then uh, Monday pork is pork fest until the following Sunday. And fork fest is my anniversary. I right. got married during fork fest. Right. Yeah, raise the roof. Oh, and oddly enough, that's when I released my EP as well. Yeah, it's a big day for us. Yeah, it'll be significant (laughs) forever. I was working on broadcasting stuff probably. Yeah, well, it's tough (laughs) casting for broads all the time. I know. Uh, Before we go on, I have to tell you that this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. If you're tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar, well, you can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and bland, uh, brands, brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon.com, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available with a discount. What about paying your bills? Well, Spritz.Finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you need those for some reason, too. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash. That's Dash.org. You know what I like about Dash? I feel like they're constantly evolving. You know, like a lot of the like like Bitcoin, it's like <laughs> yep. old and janky. I feel like Dash is like you can actually use Dash. You know, it's like they probably have better T-shirts. Than true. Yeah, and the, yeah, the might, fees are so low that they, it pales. In, like it's almost nothing to do a Dash well, and, transaction. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can't really. I can't buy a hamburger fast. with uh, so Bitcoin fast. anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, the Bit Repo so, uh, website looks pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, so let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to, uh, this is Matt calling from Washington. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I'm calling because, uh, well, I was originally calling about something called digital auditory feedback. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, but Gigi uh, mentioned uh, Israel, and it, it, it's shocking that, it, I mean, this place's land has been fought over for thousands of years, and somehow <laughs> right. it's news. Right. Um, so it, it's shocking that, People there hate each other, and they're going to fight over it. Um, and yet, that's something that we should be considered uh, thinking about all the way over here. Um, but so, are you? Are you guys? And is anyone familiar with delayed auditory feedback? Delay auditory feedback. I mean, that sounds like something bad happened when I'm running live sound or I'm in the recording <laughs> studio. Yeah, isn't that the noise the guitar makes when you you know? What is it called? Yeah. Bad. Delayed audio feedback? Delayed auditory feedback. Auditory. What it is is that you basically record someone speaking and then you play it back to them 
And having had it happen to me, it makes you like, it literally shuts down your ability to talk. It's the weirdest thing. Really? Um, basically, you pipe in everything at about a half second delay. Oh, yes, I know what you're talking about. stop you from talking. Yeah, it's it's and super it's annoying. The, yeah. It's like talking on a, uh, on a satellite phone you, or something like that. Where you no, hear yourself no, so coming back. It, normally, it's like if you have a microphone oh, in front of you. Yeah, we know this as. Uh, they feed you back on the speaker. Uh, hang on, Matt. Uh, Steve and I know this from the audio engineering world. It's latency. Latency. Yeah. Right? This is the effect that latency has. So, for example, Matt, uh, I'm plugging my guitar into uh, a USB device that's connected to my laptop so I can record the sound of my guitar on my computer. Uh, what happens is that not all computers are configured appropriately to deliver you the sound in real time. So when you strum the guitar, you hear the sound a half second later. And that sounds like what you're describing, right? Yeah, it's, so it's that sound, but when it's your voice, it will literally stop you from talking. It's the weirdest thing ever. So if yeah. you have your voice, it's that same thing. Yep. Like you'll hear it, and then it will it will either stop you from talking or make you sound. Uh, can I use the R word? Well, we'll have to put it on the captain's microphone. I don't know. Actually, uh, I <laughs> think you can use the R word, but just saying the R word is fine. Uh, yeah, this actually it, happens. It, it makes you sound like a retard. Like so, start. So actually, I was trying to remember. Like um, this. So I was trying to remember when yeah, this has happened 100%. to me before, and it was when um, my sister's phone used to do this to me all the time. So I'd call her. And exactly what he's describing, like I would say something, I would say something. Cell phone. You know what I mean? Like it would just yep. echo back to me. And it was so annoying and so yeah. frustrating. I'm like, I have to hang up because I, I can't even get a thought across because it's so distracting to have your words parroted back to you like immediately. Yeah. Um, and it was like that. I'd, I'd be like, I'll, I'll text you because that this happens isn't working here. out for me. Imagine if, that did, if it worked like that on text. Like I can't oh, text yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm, I can't stop. I can't, uh, I gotta stop. What Matt <laughs> is describing, digital auditory <laughs> feedback happens here on the show when somebody has their radio on yeah, there's the delay. Uh, and then we take their call they're listening for themselves back over the radio which of course we have a what's called seven a seven second. second delay it's give or take it's but usually that's technically around five. a different phenomenon though right well what it does is it like we'll hear feedback but if if the radio is down low enough that like we can't hear it here but it's still on in the caller's background the caller will start <laughs> talking like this because really? because like, they're waiting seems... for their own voice to come back through oh. their stereo speakers say, instead of through their phone. It seems like when people call like that and it's echoing the background, they act like they can't even hear it. Like they don't even notice it, and it sounds like so annoying to us and probably all of the listeners. It's because but, of all the processing. And I think we'll have to do this know, during yeah. the break. We'll have to set up the microphones like that. So we yeah, just no, stop talking and see this. what happens. I don't no, want to create no. this. No, oh, okay. that's free. No. Free delayed talk. Live. Look, listen. <laughs> I, delayed. I can't believe that life. I'm telling you this, but as a as an audio engineer, anything that ends in the word feedback generally bad. is bad, bad, yeah. bad. But so you know, bad, like bad, bad. that was bad. like punk rock, you know. That if a guitar's doing it on purpose, that's one thing, but you don't want to have feedback happen in a closed audio system. I mean, at all because that means your ears are about to get shot. The Grateful Dead had a song called Feedback, and it was just feedback. Oh, feedback. They were like probably the first people to like use that. I think creatively. I just lost like five points of respect for the Grateful Dead. Come on, man! They get like a thousand points, so like five is nothing. All but right, still, so we're, we're off on a tangent here. Oh yeah, the right. Oh, sorry, Matt, Matt, this is Matt called wait, for wait, a reason. Matt, Matt, what, it's, yeah, Matt continues. So it's, it's it's delayed, not digital audio feedback, but oh. it's the closest thing. If, if you've ever had it happen to you, 
it's the closest thing you'll ever get to flowers for Algernon um, as a person because it will make you feel like you're an actual retard because <laughs> you can't talk. It's the weirdest thing. Hey, Matt, we appreciate the call. Thank you tonight. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to, I think this is Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. I, I feel that way all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's so just your natural there's, state there's of being. Called, yeah, exactly. Well, there's a band called Lucero. They have a they have a song called My Best Girl, and the uh, the chorus is basically, she's got six strings. She knows all about these heartbreaking things. Oh, you're talking about and, my wife. Uh, yeah, my guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's always by my side. She's all mine for all night. She's my best girl by far. And uh, the only girl a boy can trust is his guitar. You know what I do love about my guitar is uh, my guitar will let me play it anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I'm also thinking about now, like, how do I put a ring around my guitar, right? I can't really put it on the neck. Otherwise I think it's it called gets a capo. The, the way of the strings, <laughs> right? right? So yeah. Then do I have to put it around the fat part of the body, right, so it yeah. doesn't interfere with me playing it? If so, that's going to be one big-ass ring. <laughs> I don't know if I can afford that kind of crap, right? Three months salary or something. Yeah, like that, you know? go a gold uh, microphone or gold uh, gold uh, guitar cable. Anyway, Tim, go ahead. Yep. Well, actually, I called about Palestine. I just uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I know uh, you know as Americans, regardless of whether you know you're an anarchist, libertarian, Democrat, Republican, whatever. Yep. Uh, regardless of what, a lot of Americans have this perspective, and that's probably not the present company included. Uh, but a lot of Americans have this perspective when they think about Israel, you know, especially if they're like, you know, I support Israel. I support Israel blindly uh, without due consideration. And they view it in the through a false, uh, you know, like like they're, they're seeing it as Jews versus Muslims. Mm. basically. Mm-hmm. But what, what they're forgetting is that um, before the state of Israel existed uh, in uh, what was Brit- I guess British Palestine under the League of Nations? You know, you had uh, both Muslims, Christians, and Jews living together in Palestine, and uh, to this day, you have uh, Palestinian Christians, and you know they they can make up up to like ten percent of the population. Yeah, uh, you you mentioned the the holy wars, and like uh, it's twenty twenty three people. Can we please stop killing people no. for the religion? No, this has been going on for literally thousands of years. I, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Stop. Like, can we just please stop? Can everybody just everybody who's religious just go? Hey, it's wrong to bomb people. So, and it's <laughs> so funny, right? Because I would say the majority of religions. I want to actually say like all religions, pretty much, preach like peace and peace love. and nonviolence. And, and, and you know, some religions, yeah. you know, their point. So, is so to, how like, do these religious people get from that to let's kill some mfers? I don't know. In, in the name of religion. So so I guess like some religions, part of the point is like the Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff like that. And like a lot of like Christianity and yeah. Catholicism, you know, they do like the missionary trips and stuff. And so part of the point of the religion is to save other people. Right. Mm. So kind of like converting people and spreading the message of Jesus and, you know, their religion, mm. whatever. Um, so I do get that portion of it. Like that is part of their faith is yeah. actively trying to convert people, which is the part of the, of their faith that I really don't like because it's super cringy. Um, but yeah, I don't get how they turn like that to, I have to kill you because you're different than me. Like you really think whatever God you believe in 
yeah. or whatever you know deity you believe in right. wants you to do that. Well, and like you have his some some of these wars have started from just something as simply as like uh, a, a word, a, a, like a different sentence. No, like like a, a, a president, a king, a, you know, a yeah. military general, somebody waking up going, God told me it's time to start bombing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like they just went, oh well, he speaks to God. We best follow him instead yeah. of going like, really, what else did he say? Right, you know, like what time did he call? Yeah, it's right? like, oh, should we uh, <laughs> you know? put this person in a psych ward, or I, should we just blindly trust what they're saying? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you're talking to God, really? Okay. Anyway, Tim, go ahead. Well, well, and and a lot of a lot of you know the the type of what we call Christianity uh, that seems to have guided uh, certain conservatives. Uh, foreign policy decisions regarding Israel and, and other things. Um, it's based on uh, basically a version of the Bible called the Schofield Bible. And if anyone wants to ever look into that, you know, probably not, but uh, you can look up the stri- straight gate ministries. And uh, the reality is, um, you know, Palestinian Christians, as well as like uh, Christians in Syria, uh, they, they're one of the oldest groups, you know, Aramaic Christians really are the oldest group, but uh, Palestinian Christians are one of the oldest groups of Christians, you know, and that, that predates Islam. Right. And, um, you know, everybody's just thinking in these modern, uh, you know, modern perspectives of geopolitical conflict. Um, but I, I just wanted to say, you know, to any conservative Christians out there, you know, don't forget, you know, if you're like, oh, supporting the state of Israel blindly. Uh, don't don't forget history. That's all. Hey, thanks for the call, Tim. We appreciate it, man. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Let's go to this unscreened caller. What's your name, please? You are live on the radio. Yeah, I've been listening intently. My name is Alex, calling from Philadelphia. Hey, Alex. Thanks for listening. Are you listening on the radio or online? Yeah, no, I found it on seven forty a.m. out of. Um, I guess Chester, Pennsylvania. Okay, great. Your, your phone sounds fantastic, by the way. Yeah, it, it you sure know, does. It's weird. It's, uh, it's still a landline, and my all my old phones died. And I bought these phones on Esty. Yep. And uh, Etsy, and um, everybody says how good the quality is, and I thought. I thought all phones were the same, but people... No, not all phones are created equal. I'm surprised Isn't you got something? a good one on Etsy or one at all. It doesn't seem like something you'd buy on Etsy. I bought two landline phones. You can't find them anywhere. I even went to yeah. Walmart, Lowe's, yeah. everything. No, I bought them. They were, um, I think they were $39 each, which is high for a, a plug-in phone. Sure. But um, I'm, everybody says how good they sound. So finally, I found something that works because... I can't always say that I, you know, I go out to buy an air conditioner. It doesn't cool the room. That's just <laughs> right, the story yeah, of my life. Yeah. Um, regarding the Israel thing, um, there's I've heard a lot of uh, I'm not saying untruths or but mischaracterizations of what's going on because, for instance, to say that people have been fighting in Israel for thousands of years or what is Israel, it's not true. It's a matter of fact that um, Mark Twain went to the Holy Land in the 1800s because he was wondering what it, why no one had ever been there. He, no matter who he asked, no one had been there. And they, well, what's going on there? So he actually put together a group of people who traveled in the 1800s to Israel. This was before the Civil War. Okay. And they got there by boat, by camel. I mean, you can't believe what they went through. And when And he wrote, the reason he went there was he wrote articles 
sending them back, uh, what, his writings back to newspapers here. They were paying him for the trip because they wanted to know the state of the Holy Land in the 1800s. He said it was a forgotten dust bowl of a place with a bunch of expelled criminals from, from Jordan, and you had to be careful that you didn't get your throat cut. And um, he said it was a place where it had been forgotten, and all the holy sites had been just left abandoned. He said it was unbelievable. He was so shocked about it. And he did raise some very inter- a lot of interest in America over this. So that was Mark Twain, otherwise known as Samuel Clements. Sure. And that's documented. As far as what's going on now, here's my take on it. Uh, because you guys are musicians, and I'm a musician, a lot of people think, well, if you're, not mu- if you're a musician, you don't crack open the Bible every now and then and read prophecy. <laughs> but I'm one who, I like to, I- I'm all-inclusive, and I will crack open the Bible, and I'll read prophecy. Mm-hmm. And exactly, in Ezekiel 38, it speaks about the, um, the, the war of Ezekiel 38, the end-time war. Now, everybody always wondered, as I'm 71, when is this war going to take place? It's going to take place in the end of times. Apparently, it's called the end-time war. Right. What happens in, in Ezekiel 38 is something triggers a war that basically creates almost a mini-world war, where um, the, the armies of Turkey come running down through the north, and Russia gets involved in it. Iran's involved. It's, it, they don't call him by that name. It's uh, Rosh, Tubal, so forth and so on. Sure, yeah, it's the, the historic names. what is happening in this war is Israel is victorious because it says, I am the Lord thy God. I have set thyself thy seed in the land, and it will not be removed. You will all, the, and what he's saying is, the, is the, the Israel, as we know it, will not vanish and will not be relinquished because... It says, I am the Lord thy God, and thy anger is great. He is watching what's going on now, and anybody who is afraid, don't be afraid. But I will tell you this, and I can tell you this from at the bottom of my heart, because I believe it, and I believe Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that is that it's going to be a, vict- it's going to be a long, drawn-out battle with many armies coming in. Mm-hmm. Don't be frightened, because what ends up happening is you're going to see the end of it, with Israel victorious. And not only that, expanding their territory beyond Jordan and Syria. And uh, you know who, who you know the, the great prophet um, that, um, that lived in the 1800s in America? His name was, I'm trying to remember now, um, uh, Gatley or something. He oh, said that he Gatto saw in his dream the map, the, a future map of Israel. It's going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to take be go beyond Lebanon. It's going to go into Jordan. The, well, point, the I, point I'm trying to make, and let me just wrap it up and I'll let you go. The point I'm trying to make is we are not to fear wars and rumors of wars in the end times. Our Father in Heaven tells us that he's watching everything and he's in control, and he's going to eventually work this whole thing out. We have to put our faith in God. Hey, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I mean, we don't have to um, put our faith in God. I, well, I, I just want to—I just want to clarify the yeah. the end time war is just when everybody's watch stops. Okay. I, th- I think it's I think it's a good time no? okay. to uh, uh, smoke a doobie and put that VHS tape. So in you know, I, I, right. uh, I so, will say. Uh, go ahead. I like I like his perspective of like, yeah, don't worry about it. God's got it. 
Um, to a certain extent, I do think, um, like, with the age of technology, we are constantly bombarded with, like, all of this international news, most of which is bad. You know, even, like, the local news, it's very sensational. Like, you're yep. hearing about the murders and all this other crap. Um, and I think, like, as far as, like, our stress response and our, like, personal health, I don't think we should have access to all of that information because I think it is really detrimental to our health. Yes, I think we should be um, involved and I think we should be knowledgeable to a certain extent about the happenings of the world and especially the happenings like within our own country. But I think to a certain extent, all of like the stress and worry and anxiety is too much for a human being to handle. Mm. That's all I have to say. 603-283-6160. If you want to join us and talk about whatever's on your mind, it is Free Talk Live. I just, I, I want peace, and I don't think any kind of war, much less a religious war, is good for humanity. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The Empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. Listening on the radio, it's free for you to listen. If you're listening on the internet, I mean, you're already paying your internet bill, so you know it's nothing extra. Yep. Right? People like to say, "Oh, it's free on the internet." Well, you pay for the internet. Yeah. So pay your electric bill. Really free, right? But yeah. if you could listen on radio, it sounds it, radio has a it does something to the voice going through the air. It electrifies it. It's it's really different. Like if you listen to AM radio. Oh yeah. Music on a if you can find a music station on AM radio. It just has a really cool quality to it. So if you can find Free Talk Live on the radio, listen what to is it, it like, over um, here. Like stereo versus... Versus mono. Yeah. yeah. AM is mono. It's also uh, amplitude modulation yeah. instead of frequency modulation to, to get the yeah. signal out there. So it's a slightly different, you know, method. That's why reception. I like listening to vinyl. low bandwidth. Because yeah. it has that, like... Well, I don't know that so, quality to it. Like it's not better quality. It's a different. It's like listening to cassette tapes. or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like it just got yeah. that the, nostalgia. The problem with AM radio, uh, and and they did invent something later on called AM stereo. Yes, was mm. that uh, AM broadcasts were always mono, 
And so if you had something, like you've heard this on uh, Pink Floyd, you've heard this on The Beatles, you've heard this on a bunch of classic uh, recordings, where they'll pan something all the way to one side yes, yeah, of the stereo field, and you need stereo to yeah. make that happen. So if you hear this song, the same song played on an AM station, you it's won't even different. hear that other part, or it'll be super de duper yeah. Well, then that's bad engineering, because AM will sum left and right to mono. Bad engineering will take the left channel only. Because I, well, I remember... My first car stereo that I wired up yeah. when I was 16, I wired it out of phase. Yeah. So, like, listen to the Beatles, it's like, I turn yeah, it up, like, oh, I can, listen to, I can listen to Ringo, and then, like, the if I put it in the middle, it's like, wow, there's just reverb. Right. And all the voices yeah. are, like, it's, it was crazy. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. But it was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember I used to listen to uh, the Beatles with one headphone in, Yeah. and then you're like, oh, like, the first time I, I heard it, I was like, oh, what's wrong with this song? I Put remember, the other headphone I, in. Oh, there it is. I There's remember Paul. being in a grocery store and they had their their music, your Muzak or whatever, yeah, yeah. set up in stereo. So like you're over in one aisle and you're hearing the Beatles, you know, whatever, <laughs> Yellow Submarine, like, yeah. where, where where are the drums? They're, they're, <laughs> they're not like, here. Oh, they're there. Oh, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. I gotta, other, the other speakers yeah, I gotta over there. I got to get to the milk aisle over yeah. there. Go to produce. <laughs> go to produce near the drums. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, it is Free Talk Live in the studio. It's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. <laughs> uh, the telephone number is 603-283-616. Oh. 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 Zero. Zero. Oh. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's zero, not O. Don't try and dial the letter Press O. O. Yeah. <laughs> o is a letter. <laughs> press O. To reach the operator, press, press O. O. <laughs> oh. Oh. no. Um... Well, let's just take some more calls, right? Sure. That's kind of what we do here. Uh, hang on, I have to find uh, this this unscreened caller. You're on well, free talk. You picked me up for the second time. Oh well, you there. yeah. Is uh, what was your name? My name's Dave. Dave, South Carolina. All right. Love Gigi. <laughs> yeah. He's like brilliant. She's pretty good. Uh, but I, 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 I miss Richie Rich this week. Uh, but um, I wanted I wanted to bring one thing to your attention. Sure. When when you look at the um, when you look at the Mason sign, the signature of the Mason with the I in it. Mm-hmm. Star David. It is AI. <gasps> oh no! Dying. The Masons well, are artificial know. intelligence. Well, yeah. Well, but but you know what? Three hundred and fifty or four hundred years of running this world they are stepped up to it and i just think it's information that that nobody's ever thought of and it actually just came to me yesterday night through a suggestion in my brain Mm -hmm. i uh i live in charleston south carolina i live in the woods Mm -hmm. uh i've been pretty much homeless for 12 years freedom fighter i found your program six months ago and I'm hooked every Sunday night. Well, thank and, you. And uh, I, I think that you are doing great work. Well, thank uh, you so much for the call. We appreciate you listening. What, well, we, there's not many people that understand what we're talking about. That is so true. Nice day. Once I found you, I'm like, holy Hoochie mm-hmm. Mama. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't Uchi say mama. the bad word, you know, on your 10-second delay, which I just figured out with the radio today because I'm a first-time caller. But uh, nice. uh, you have some br- you have some brilliant callers on this week. Some weeks, man, I love how you battle the stupid. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I mean, literally, you. And I'm like, what the? 
with the hoochie mama, these people, <laughs> talking to these people for to get through this, but it was only a greater understanding for me. And let me tell you, man, look at the Mason sign that I'm in Mount Pleasant. So are you Charleston talking about the County, G? South Carolina. Say that again? The the Mason sign. Are you talking about the G with like the... The square and compass? Yeah, but it's got an A over it. Where like is it? The compass though. being the A. Oh. But what, where's yeah. the I? Yeah, is the I the G? And then there's an I in it. Oh, you mean the all-seeing I with the triangle? Yes. That's the dollar yes, bill. It's almost the same as the oh, the eye of uh, the one dollar bill, right? As, as, the Illuminati. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. And the CBS, so, CBS Sports. No, you know, so like Beyonce. Get back the Tom Cruise's of it all. Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the new Scientologists. Today, yeah, and the Cyclopians. Yeah, it, it, we're going to get past that and realize that we are in a setup. And and and, and uh, the captain here knows because he's pretty much sounds like a computer genius. Uh, uh, you know, I still have a flip phone. I'm talking to you on a face phone, which I'm about ready to get rid of all of my phones. Yep, I don't blame you, man. And as being on the being on the streets for nine years and then living in a wood pile in the the richest city in Charleston now, Mount okay. Pleasant. Mount, some people call it Mount Please Me. Some people call it Mount Plastic. <laughs> it's it, it just, it, it's an unbelievable sight. And when you, I'm 57 now. Hey, I'm, I'm 57. From the north. I thought he said he was uh, 71. Well, uh, no. young 57. <laughs> hey, if you're living on a wood pile, though, when they outlaw diesel and propane and gasoline, you'll be a rich I, man. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have far to fall, brother. You see what I mean? I, I love I it. I mean, man. people people want to consider that 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 they they have to get to the next thing, but I just I sit and wait, and it comes to me. The land will feed you. Yes. And when I heard you say about four weeks ago that you can buy thirty acres in New Hampshire for a hundred grand, I'm like, I'm, uh, I played. The, I don't know if that's true. Northern New Hampshire. Yeah, Canada. It's expensive well, I out here. Take a piece of that land from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I take a piece of that land for that kind of money, and you know what? I put a log cabin on it. Live like Grizzly Adams. There you go. If you can That's find a, if you can find do. a contractor in New Hampshire to build a log cabin, you let me know. Hey, uh, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, let's move right along. Let's go to. I believe this is Dana in Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Captain. Um, before the break, there was a guy that called. His name was Tim. I just love when people call your show. And <laughs> they remind us of, you know where I'm going, they remind us of history and completely misquote it. Tim said, before people take Israel's side, they should remember some of the oldest people in Palestine were Palestinian Christians. That is factually incorrect. The oldest people in what is now known as Palestine were Arabs. They were all over the place because supposedly, you know, um, the Garden of Eden, blah, 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 the Fertile Crescent, and we go moving forward, and there's all these Arab peoples. So since Christianity predates 
Islam by almost five centuries because Muhammad wasn't even born until 470, so almost 500 years after Christ's death. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, Muhammad was a failed used car salesman. He tried everything until 40, 42 years old, and then he decided to become what is now known as a, a televangelist so to speak, back in the day. And um, so this was going along real good. And if you know anything about the Quran, the first half was really, um, you know, not too bad. He was trying to teach people how to live. The last half, he's crazy. He raped little kids and women. He cut off heads of men. This is an evil, evil person. This is a man-made religion. There is no Allah. It is not divine. So I mean, you that. could say the same thing about Christianity, though. The God that everybody's worshiping from Christianity that was, like, murdering entire groups of people. and God did that in the Old Testament until so? Jesus Christ came. And that is the reason that Christ is such a huge historic thing because because he convinced god to be better that doesn't even logically make sense okay let me finish so in the beginning if you sinned god could smite you right there in your tracks and this was all very loving so so jesus christ came and he gave us grace so we have our entire lives to turn our lives over to god this is just I'm, I'm saying this not from a religious standpoint, but more historical. So even atheists have, who have tried to disprove God have uh, proven that there was actually a historical figure named Jesus. Now, this historical figure talked often about his father as well as the Holy Spirit. So we know there's a trinity. If the historical figure has been already proven by many scientists, and non-believers, straight-out atheists, then we know he exists. If this historical figure talked about, you know, a father and a spirit, Mm -hmm. then that proves the Trinity. So that being said, trust the science. um, The whole purpose of God's birth, or Jesus's birth, was so that uh, the Father would give us grace, so that we weren't smited. Right, and Um, that was why he was... um... Like, that's why he was sacrificed on the cross, right? Is that what the belief is? Exactly. He died for ours. You got it. He died for our sins. So if you can't wrap your head around, you know, the Old Testament, and a lot of people can't, there are some things that are just a mystery. We will have pure knowledge when we get our life review when we die. We'll have all the answers. We don't know why it was the way it was. But that's why they call it faith. Hey, uh, Dana, thank you so much. We appreciate the call. Um, I think it's time to bust out that VHS tape of nuclear war. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I just don't care about religion, honestly. God gave birth to his own son so that he could die to save us from the sins that God created. No, and it's like the mental gymnastics that people have to do. But I, I try really hard not to judge people because I believe, you know, everybody has the right to their own faith. 
Um, I can get down with a lot of like what Christians believe in. Not really any of the stories of the Bible, mainly because I just literally don't care what the Bible says. Um, and when I would do shows on Wednesdays with Aria and Bonnie, they would get into like a lot of like deep Bible study stuff yep. because they're both like yep. whatever reformed Christians or whatever they want to call themselves. Um, like previously, you know, grew up in Christianity sure. of, of whatever Aria was Southern Baptist. Yep. Um, but they both know a lot about the Bible yep. and I'm just sitting there like, Duh, cause I've literally never read the Bible and I don't care. You have to tell them like, bring yeah, it to street you, level, I, right? Well, every once in a while I would just like yeah. chime in and be like, <laughs> that's when you try and make Trans- jokes. Yeah, translate that yeah, into no, English. Like, literally yeah. I'd be like, so, uh, it, ha- it happens to all of us. Um, yeah. and that's why I like this sort of, uh, consortium of hosts that we have rotating through free talk live because we get all sorts of different levels of knowledge on different things levels of expertise uh and like really we are proving an anarchic model here right uh because you know this is completely voluntary you know um and you have to want to do this right there's not a lot of people on planet earth going man i should really try and break into some radio yeah. Just, I can make a lot of money. Radio I think, no, isn't but Captain is a be. benevolent dictator here tonight, as usually is on Sunday. <laughs> I, I, I try to be a sure. facilitator. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there we go. That's better. I try to facilitate conversations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it looks like somebody just hung up. Let's go oh. to uh, Bata. Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Tech Live. Happy Sunday, y'all. Happy Sunday. God bless. Uh, Major, <laughs> yeah. do you, do you uh, have a faith? That you participate in? Well, I was baptized Catholic, but I've been estranged from the church for quite a long time. Me too. Um, but I bet yeah, you were strange I, in church too, weren't you? It's gonna, it's Probably. gonna, it's gonna take six strong men to get a major back into church. No, no, it. It, it, uh-huh. it's nothing like that. I mean, I, I, I used to be an altar boy. When my old man was dying, I took him in for uh, you know absolution and last rites and. About a week after he died, I had a vision of him walking across my front porch, and it was so damn real, I sat up in bed and waited for the door to open, and it never did. Wow. But he was wearing a, a beige hat and a long beige trench coat, so he wasn't all gothed out. I'm thinking he made it at least to purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are worse places than purgatory, yeah. Well, it's just the mudroom of heaven. You got to get your food. <laughs> the mudroom of heaven. That's going in tonight's show notes. Purgatory <laughs> is the mudroom of heaven. That's great. <laughs> it's like being the best driver at the at the demolition derby. <laughs> the cleanest shirt in the laundry. Uh, what's that, Major? But anyway, I said that was coined by smarter men than me. It's been around a while. Now we'll give you credit for it. I love it. All right, anyway, um, as far as this Israel thing, it's going to get a whole lot worse where it gets better. I'm surprised nobody's mentioned this since you've had about four callers on the subject. We now have a, a, an aircraft carrier on the way over there. I was just reading that, actually. I, I brought up uh, you know, one of these news sites that has like the bullet points so that you don't have to read the whole thing. And it says, uh, several Americans are among the dead. The U.S. plans to move Navy ships and military aircraft closer to Israel as a show of support, said two U.S. officials familiar with the planning, uh, et cetera, and so on. At least 700 people have been killed, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. Blah, 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 blah. Could you expound on that? Well, the one blah, thing blah, 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 blah. Gigi oh. called, and she said that the Israel aliens got caught with their pants down, 
What she didn't mention is that there's been a whole lot of unrest in Israel here in the last, I don't know, three months or something. Sure. And, uh, what, is, it, what exactly it, is unrest? It's well, the opposite of rest. They're, they're not using my pillow. I don't know. They're protesting <laughs> this, uh, perceived or, un, you know, what, whatever their, their little heart on is, they're protesting against the government. So and, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. So like when we had a demonstration with a whole bunch of people attending outside of the federal courthouse for Ian Freeman, that was unrest? Yes, that was civil unrest. Wow. Learn something new every day. So anyway, um, the Jew, the Israel has a uh, thing. I think Sweden has the same thing. When you go from like 20 to 22, you pretty much have to do a stint in the military. Mm. And it's kind of more like the National Guard than the hardcore military. I'm sure they do a boot camp and whatnot, but they yeah. they do a, a, week, a weekend's training, I think, a month. But during this last three months of protest, None of the young soldiers have been showing up for their, you know, duty roster. So, uh, yeah, Israel was vastly unprepared when Hamas struck. The boys weren't where they were supposed to be. They were out doing revenge travel, probably. Well, they were committing civil unrest. Ah. Uh, they were out doing hookers and blow. No, I don't know what they were. <laughs> you know. Uh, Major, thank you for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh so, I you know I, again, I still don't know what to believe. I and also, like, I want the best outcome for all of the individuals over there. I want uh, to see uh, leadership, right? Not political leadership, just leadership. I yeah. want to see people, people, real right? people, like like leading. You know, going, hey, we don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. We need to stop this. I right, I, real agree. leadership, right? Not this political yeah. leadership where they're so, like, "Well, I guess we're going to bomb some more people." And that's how I always feel whenever it comes to war anywhere. Is yeah. like I really feel for like the real human beings, right, that are being harmed, right? The hardworking people that are just trying to provide for their families and get by and have some semblance of a life. The people who just don't want to die, yeah. Yeah. Is and that that much to ask that they don't want to be bombed and murdered? Meanwhile, they got, you know, shrapnel falling from the Over sky, what? leveling buildings. You know. Over over what? The Bible? Ooh, holy and war. in the Holy Land? Well, do you Does think- this look holy to you? Does war and, and murder, is that holy? Do you think a lot of this is probably ingrained since kids, you know generation after generation after generation? Like, look what they did to us, and then look what they did to us. You know what? They grow up. They like hating each other. Yeah, they don't even know what, why. There's but like they, that animosity, and I, like if you read the Bible, I, I haven't read the Bible, but just based on what actual like religious people, you know, quote me from the Bible, I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder this is vile. No wonder why well, you guys are attacking each other. You're worshiping this book of like murder, and I, I get, oh, it's the Old Testament. They always say that. Oh well, that's the old God. The old God. What do you mean? Yeah, the uh, old God. Isn't he omnipotent? I'm sure there's a ton of stuff from the Omniscient. New Testament. Yeah, yeah, all of the things, yeah. right, that don't make sense, and you need to do mental gymnastics to wrap your brain around well, to make it make sense. The prophecy that the, I think it was Tim was talking about, about Ezekiel, about the yes. end times. Like, that was pretty interesting. Every yeah. war, like I have heard religious people uh, invoke that particular prophecy for every actual war yeah. that I've been alive for. Or so. they're like, oh, you just have to trust in God. 
They're like, no, this war, this is the end times war. It was yeah. predicted in Ezekiel. It's like Vietnam. They said that about. They said that about the Gulf One. Uh, they said that about Iraq. They said that about you know. Uh, they said that about the, the, the Mayan calendar. Right. Or, like, well, and that's the thing. And it's like I I don't have a set religion, but I do consider myself a spiritual person, and I do believe in a higher power, absolutely. Uh, but whatever that higher power is that I believe in is not telling me to commit acts of war, right. and it is definitely not even telling me to support it it's like the opposite actually yeah that is what like is propelling me into a life of peace where i'm constantly trying to work through my own emotional stuff my own anger stuff my own like thoughts of violence or anything like that like my belief in the higher power um and in myself whatever is what is like propelling me towards being a peaceful person Mm -hmm. um it's not doing the opposite and i think if it's doing the opposite for you that is a red flag it, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because once I discovered that, like I used to think for the longest time, because I grew up in religious families, yeah. uh, several different flavors of mm-hmm. Christianity, if you will, but I mean, generically, we'll just call them Christian uh, religious families. Um, and like, I used to think that even though I wasn't all about the Bible, right? I didn't, I wasn't bought into religion, you know, a hundred percent or even, you know, maybe 80, maybe, I don't even know. Like, but like, I wasn't bought in a hundred percent for yeah. sure. But I used to think that like the Bible was necessary because without books like that, how would people learn morality? Well, lo and behold, <laughs> uh, all you need to know is something called principles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and principles, if well, if you're a principled person, morality and ethics and all that crap just sort of takes care of itself. And we should kind of be learning that through our parents. We think like through like actual good parenting, like loving parents, and yeah. obviously, unfortunately. A lot of people don't get that. So once I, I I realized that you do not need religion to be a good person, a moral person, an ethical person, right? That you could just figure out what the right thing to do is without any of that crap. Then I'm like, oh, well, how come we're not teaching this? Yeah, it's like, how oh, we, this we don't need this book. Where's, where's Principles 101 yeah. in you know fifth grade right. or something, yeah. right? You know, how come this isn't being taught? Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's like you can arrive at like morals like good morals and ethics through like you're saying like logic and reason yep. which makes way more sense yeah and so than, like the flying spaghetti monster and then it and then it just highlights like you know sort of what religion does for a lot of people which mm-hmm. is uh gives them a, an excuse not to think yeah. right because like uh so it is one of the other that right right? you know god said don't worry about it it'll be yeah. fine oh well i'm just gonna not That's worry very about passive, it yeah. right um, you know and, you know, like I said earlier, like, I don't really want to poo-poo other people's religion because I, I do think yeah, religion I... can be a very powerful thing for people. Um, and if it does, in fact, make you a better person, and yeah. if that is, like, where you're drawing your inspiration from, yeah. that is fabulous. Yes. But once it makes you a bad person, then, like, throw it in the trash. Right. Then it's an excuse. Yes. For bad behavior. Uh, 603-283-6160. We've got more of your calls and thoughts coming up. Uh, thanks to all of our callers tonight, by the way. And uh, we've even got a number two story on deck, as well as some other stuff coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hour number three is next. Free Talk Live. And we're back. We're back. We're back. 
Jackety stuff. And stuffing, stuffing things. Stuffing junk. Junkin' stuff? HR junkin' stuff? <laughs> Got some junk. Junkin' junk? Junkin' stuff. Yeah. Uh, what are you listening Anyways, to? What are we listening to? I have no clue. Free Talk Live? Hey, very good. What's the website? I, I've been listening to the Black Crows, actually. Oh. A lot lately. <laughs> Oh, what do, oh, this is Free Talk Live. It's a caller-driven, nationally syndicated radio show. So are you talking about those two crows from like the uh, Woody Woodpecker <laughs> show? Those racist bastards? No, no. The band. Oh, oh. Not the band, not the but band. the band, the Black Crows. The the Wait, let me think. You, you posed the question, what are you listening to? Baby, I like... here I am. I'm, your, I'm the man on your scene. Is that the Black Crows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that I, first I record. hate uh, that I know yeah, that. Not very good. Like, sometimes... Second record was... Sometimes good. horrific pop from the 80s, like... Casey Kaysen's Weekly Top 40 will uh, pop into my head or be played on like a Muzak at the grocery store or something. Are you talking about something. Madonna? McDonough. Um, you know, one billion served. <laughs> uh, no, like even worse than that. Like some some below that. Like Madonna's probably quality pop for oh, the yeah, era, I love right? Like, so, you know, some like Paula Abdul or something, oh, right? You no. know, some, yeah. some sub, you know, not top, you know, pop. And, but I'll know the lyrics because I lived in a time. When you couldn't just pick your own music wherever you went all of the time, you, you were subjected to music like in a car, who, whatever your mom subjected was listening to, to, assaulted by, yeah, or you know whoever had control of the speakers in whatever room you were in, you were subjected to yeah. that, and all there was was radio. Mm-hmm. Right. Didn't have the internet, right? right? So no CDs. That is the beautiful thing about the modern age that we're living in right now is. Whenever I'm like forced to listen to like pop music on the radio, yeah. I have no clue. Right. Well, not even oh. just that. Like even when I'm like so- with someone that's listening to it and they have control, I have. I and they're like, really, you don't know these songs? These are like the Whoa. most popular songs. No, I don't. So it does create a problem though musically. Uh, the problem it creates is, um, like I think I think the days of the rock star are gone, right? When's the last time you heard of like a rock and roll band, some kids in their teens, right? Raising hell, partying up a storm, right? Uh, this doesn't happen anymore. And in fact, I've heard people, young people, younger than you even, uh, Nikki, have lamented like, we don't get rock and roll. We don't get superstars like there used to no. be. They're, because. Like the market has now shifted yeah. because of the internet. Everything is far more available. The ability to record and put out music and stuff has become yeah, cheaper and cheaper. Isn't yeah. as much Tor- of a thing. Right. Yeah. And so And like the stage performance. And this yeah. is another reason why uh, some of the I call them aging rock stars. Aerosmith, I'm looking at you. Right. <laughs> Rolling Stones, I'm looking at y'all. A C D C I'm looking at y'all. Right. These they aging, just did a concert. I know. Like, but did like, you see that? But, like, oh my God, imagine dressing like that but all the time. This is why these guys are still touring because they're the only rock stars left right yeah there's not a batch of new rock stars coming in behind them selling millions of Um, albums right yeah so it's not like that anymore but um if someone is searching for that it is available it's just not you know how like in the 70s and the 80s like that was the big popular thing like that was mainstream right um it's very even right it's it's underground now yeah so, like, it's there for you if you want it, but you got to find it. Uh, before we go on, I want to say thank you to Nick Barnett. Nick Barnett is a silver level amplifier. What does that mean? 
how can a man be an amplifier? Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of music, <laughs> Nick went over to amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com, and decided that he enjoyed this radio program so much that he wanted to give us five bucks a month. Uh, what does that money go to? Well, it goes to help advertise, market, promote, and support this show. The main crux of that goes to getting us on more radio stations. So right now we're on somewhere around 180 radio stations. We could be on 200, 250, 300 radio stations. Not out of the question. It's all up to you. Please visit amps.freetalklive.com to become an amplifier today. And thank you again, Nick Barnett. We appreciate you. All right. Uh, And, And in the 80s, I think Genesis was on Every four songs you heard was a Genesis song, right? Or Phil Collins, song. yeah, yeah. Because Phil Collins basically was. Right. Oh, Genesis. I hate yeah, this exactly. station. I hate yeah. the station. Go to another station. It's like, oh, Genesis like, is So twenty five percent of all the music you heard in the eighties was Phil Collins. If all like, you had I, was the radio. I get it. You know, yeah, can feel you coming in there. Whatever he says. <laughs> Coming in the air tonight. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Uh, let's get this out of the way. That's what uh, she said. I believe this is Squidward calling from California. See, it's your boy, the warmonger, What's... the evolutionary capitalist. What's up? Oh, I think I, oh, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. What's up? Why are you looking at Captain? Hey, you know another dumb religion. Oh, good comeback. Now wipe it off your chin. <laughs> you know, it's, hey, what was you your know another dumb that? religion. The non-aggression principle of rights and libertarianism. Uh, you know, the only true religion uh, is evolution. Statism. That's why evolutionary statism, capitalism. It's so hard to take you seriously only, when you talk like this. While you mean when talk like this? I've been, I've been taking gear and going to the gym, oiling up and hitting the weights. Yeah, hey, sounds uh, like you've been, been hitting uh, the bong, man. Thanks for taking my call on Censorship Talk Live. Hey, hey you're welcome. Have a good day. He's thanking us for taking his call. Okay. Yeah, well, you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> All right. Since we had to uh, muddle through that particular call, uh, let's talk about our number two story. Shall we? Finally. I, know. I wanted to play the Budweiser What's Up commercial. Oh, yeah. What's, <laughs> what's up? up? Squidward. What's, what's up? up? What's up? What's up? That's what I said when I came in here from the scary movie or whatever. What's up? Oh, dude. That's, <laughs> That's you can't horrible do that. audio. That's horrible audio. audio. <laughs> what you doing? Watch the game, drinking a bud. What's up? Right. What's up? <laughs> All right. Uh, so this from MSN.com via the New York Post, supposedly. Woman's box of giraffe poop that she was planning on making into a necklace <laughs> seized at the Minneapolis airport. Seized? So... <laughs> First of all, how big is that box, right? I mean, uh, how I, big is that necklace going to be? <laughs> what kind of a neck does she have oh, that she's going to make? Giraffe poop. Uh, this story is just... It's a number two story. It's our number two story tonight. A woman was stopped by Customs and Border Patrol officers at the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport last week after she was found with giraffe poop that she planned to make into a necklace, officials said. Gross. Oh, what an uh, interesting necklace. What is that? Yeah. Is that your perfume? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> your perfume on? No, that's, that's my necklace. The uh, the droppings, that's what the article says. <laughs> the droppings. The droppings were seized by border officials on September 29th. <laughs> Thank God. That's like probably the only good thing yeah, they've exactly. ever done. 
Maybe everyone should do this. Just go to <laughs> customs. Like here, you can have my bag of crap. TSA is going to those charts up. Like terrorists stopped zero. Uh, yeah. Giraffe poop found one. Five hundred million <laughs> tons of giraffe poop. <laughs> The droppings were seized by border officials September 29th after a woman returning from Kenya declared the animal feces, prompting oh. an inspection. Well, what? You, I, you, don't, you, de- you don't say anything about anything. Uh, have anything to declare? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, I declare this a... I don't answer questions. Radio show. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it prompting prompting an inspection by CBP agriculture specialists. So Customs and Border Patrol has agriculture specialists, really? just in case you didn't know. The pass- <laughs> just in case. <laughs> like, we got some rogue agriculture trying to cross the border. Can I see your passport? Yeah. You look like a corn stalk to me. Right? <laughs> the enforcement agency. The passenger had stated that she obtained the droppings while on her trip and intended to make a necklace. Why? Okay, so, man, if somebody gave me a chunk of giraffe poop and were like, I'm only going to give this to you if you make something out of it, right? I'd be like, okay. I Would you be like, okay? I wouldn't think necklace. I think right? compost pile, maybe. Compost, yeah, right? <laughs> throw it in the compost. I mean, garden, depending, yeah, throw it in the garden. Real like, giraffe I compost. I don't have yeah. any sort of a grip on like how big giraffe poop actually is. I'm assuming it's pretty big. I was this I like mean, a pile or was it just like one, you know, thing? I, I would assume it would be like know? horse poop where it's like kind of like a... Were there mushrooms growing yeah. in it? You know, these, these yeah, are the questions I, I have. Well, so depending could be seeds or like, you know, flowers or something. Like depending on the, like I might make. <laughs> like a fossil. <laughs> yeah, the, I might just go, in it. I might just go old school and make like an ashtray out of it. Oh God. You know, because that's what you did in our class, right? Yeah, well, Whatever it was, you made an ashtray, yeah. right? you know, uh, you could make a, you could make a peace pipe out of it. <sighs> you could also just not. <laughs> You could also just not do any of these things and leave it on the ground. You could you could make uh, drink coasters so you don't get rings on your end table and your coffee table. Uh, there are a number of you're things. Like listing like Mother's Day gifts that you make when you're in like kindergarten. I would just bring it back and just give it to the TSA as a gift. That would be, like, <laughs> right. Here you go. Maybe it's that for was you. so. That was the real intention. That's why she declared it. Yeah. Yeah. Here, put this around your neck. You yeah. <laughs> Call the agriculture enforcement guys over too. They'll love it. Uh, she told the officers that she had previously used moose poop to make jewelry at her home in Iowa. Yeah, this is totally something somebody uh, from Iowa would do. Mo- they have moose in <laughs> Iowa? Yeah, Iowa. well, no. Um, what did they say? One of, I was friends with a girl that moved here from Iowa, and she made a joke about idiots outside wandering around that's what iowa stands for i did not know it was an acronym no i just it always makes me that's giggle. great I, and I've, she was a great lady too she was such a fun time obviously if she's cracking great some, jokes like that i have some friends from iowa and i'll, I'll have to check yeah, and see if right? they've ever heard that yeah idiots outside have, walking yeah. around it's funny that's awesome uh so yeah she once made uh or used moose for the same sort of thing the giraffe poop was taken and quote, destroyed, unquote. <laughs> it's flushed. I hope they composted yeah, it. They Come do? on. The environment. So, like, there's a lot of slang around that word. It's like, yeah, man, I really, I got with her and just destroyed her, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, there's, yeah. like, that kind of destroyed. Or there's, like, I pointed a laser at it, vaporized, man. It's destroyed, <laughs> right? Like, 
she told or like when the cops like confiscate weed and they're like we destroyed it it's that's, in the evidence this is room. in quotes it means they sold it so in the article the word destroyed is in quotes the oh. giraffe poop was taken and destroyed <laughs> quote unquote <laughs> oh my gosh. by steam sterilization what per usda protocol officials it, do they have a protocol over this like i'm so confused oh Just they have a picture of it poop. oh the necklace uh, Does this happen a lot? Like, all right, hang on, hang on. Uh, there's a real danger with bringing fecal matter into the U.S. Said Lafonda <laughs> Sutton Burke. Sorry, Lafonda D Sutton Dash Burke, CPB what? Director, Field Operations, Chicago Field Office. Oh, if this person had entered the U.S. and had not declared these items, there's a high possibility a person could have contracted a disease from this jewelry and developed serious health issues. She said in the statement. The cervical sickness. Never mind that. You know, all the humans traveling in airplanes uh, do have feces inside of them. <laughs> from, and, and they're eating the food from the country they came from. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they do have a picture here, and uh, they put a Sharpie next to it for size. These actually look <laughs> look really small for giraffe, right? I would have expected much larger, you know. Well, it, it's kind of like I would think it would be like horses where it's kind of like it, it's a larger like, bunny poop. Have, have you ever seen rabbit poop? Yes. Yeah. And you know the little tiny balls? Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's, it's bigger. That's right? what I'm oh. saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, like a, it's a, a, it's a, a like giraffe is essentially something. a horse with a long neck. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're it's, in the same family. It's basically a large spaghetti and meatball sized, you know, poop balls. <laughs> oh, so that would be a nice necklace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. With little rabbit poops in between. The, yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> and if you ever get hungry, you can take them off and dip them in some barbecue sauce. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> the woman told CBP she intended to use the drug. Oh, yeah, we talked about that already. Blah, blah, blah. More pictures. The fecal matter was seized by Border Patrol agents at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. Animal feces from Kenya could contain African swine fever, classical swine fever, Newcastle disease, foot and mouth disease, and swine vesicular disease. Which they all have cooking up in a government that, laboratory anyway. Doesn't that just yeah. sound like the side effects of everything ever advertised on television? <laughs> yeah. Side effects could include African swine fever, classical swine fever, Newcastle disease. And death. And growth death. of a third eye, foot and mouth disease, and swine vesicular disease, and death. Right now, I mean, that's, yeah. A veterinary services permit is required oh. to bring the feces into the United oh, States. Oh, so you can bring the feces, you just need your paperwork. Yeah, you got to pay off the, the local uh, gotta, government. Yeah, You got to yeah. grease the wheel, yeah. you got to get a form and yeah, fill it out. You got to pay a fee you and yeah. some bureaucrat needs to be compensated for handing you the paper and then taking it back after you filled it out. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a I think it would be an official would give you that permit. Not a government person, it'd be an official. Right. An official government yeah. person? An official. So what makes them official? At government giving you, makes them official. Well, yeah, but but they're giving you a permit because they're an official. So they're officially giving you the, the permit to bring the stuff in. As long as it's that. official. I'm officially right. giving them the finger right now, but they can't tell. <laughs> Could give them a necklace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll give you a necklace. <laughs> some, some po- I, did they say this was a, a lady or a dude? Anyway. Just, I thought it was I'd a like lady. to see the other one with the Just imagine did, some, did they, did some poor them? significant other going, she went all the way to a foreign country to get me the materials to make this necklace. Oh, my God. And then they're like, it, it's giraffe poop. Oh, God. <laughs> it's giraffe poop. How, how disappointed would that uh, would, But she's would done be, this right? before, though. So with, with the moose. All right. We got to look up moose poop I, necklace. <laughs> So that like clearly this is like this is not the first time she has made these necklaces. 
Yeah. You know, because, you know, like when you're She's you, up in the ante, you know, uh, when you're a teenager and you're getting confronted about something that you're not supposed to be doing. So you're like, oh, I got to make up yep. something real quick. But then you ended up saying something either really weird or like worse than the original <laughs> thing. It's like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm doing drugs or something. Right, yeah. Oh, I'm going to. Make Maybe. a necklace. All right, well, yeah. well, apparently this is this is a real thing that if you look up moose poop necklace, you can buy them on Etsy. Oh, ah, uh, Etsy. Deer, deer poop. Good. Deer poop. One day we'll take over eBay. Like, oh know. my god! Real moose poop. Uh, Genuine. I think, Genuine. I think the most important part. Oh, but they're all like thirty-five authentic. bucks, forty bucks. So I think the giraffe one probably would have scored her a lot of money. So. The, the most important part of this article was just that very last sentence. A veterinary services permit is yeah. required to bring feces into the United States. Now, let's just say, I don't know, you're you're uh, you're going to study, right? You're a uh, what's the name of the animal doctors that they got to study the the feces or whatever. But you're going but you want like something for your science class maybe or something, right? You're a teacher, a biologist, uh, yeah. And you decide that you're going to go and and get yourself some some poop from an animal from another country, right? Okay. And so you you just get it. You put yeah. it in a box or a baggie or something. You toss it in your luggage, whatever. You're you're lackadaisical about it. And you know how are you supposed to know that a veterinary services permit is required to bring feces into the United States? How are you supposed to know this? I don't are there know. signs at the airport <laughs> that say feces from animals is not permitted without <laughs> a permit? Right? Like, I mean, how? Like so, it must have happened before. Where now they have to know that they have to get a permit. I, I don't know. This is nuts. Yeah, I don't know. I would like. I always say I would just just get the poop and just give it's it to easier, the TSA gift. It's easier to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> well, yeah. to get the permit. Yes. At like, the same time, right. too, like I, if something like this, I might have like put into like a, a DHL box or FedEx Shipped or whoever. Up, right? Yeah. 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 And, right. yeah, you're gonna ship. What's that in home. there? Just some crap. <laughs> <laughs> just some crap. Just nothing a, to worry about. N- nothing to. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Uh, let's take some of your calls and thoughts. Good. Let's go to this guy because I haven't talked to him in forever. I heard you call. Uh, was it last night? I don't remember, man. I did too many drugs. Yeah, me too. That's why I can't remember. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably that uh, that illegal importation of uh, uh, giraffe poop is probably another uh, consequence of uh, illegal immigration. For those probably, of you listening, yeah. for those of you listening who don't know, this is David in New Mexico, longtime caller. Yeah, a- a.k.a. Dr. Butt. So I'm an expert on this uh, feces uh, yeah, subject. Right. But you know, yeah, But you know how Obama, he, uh, besides Obama, 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 bombing, bombing places like Yemen, just across the other side of the Red Sea, yep. uh, he uh, imported like uh, 100,000, 200,000 Somalis. I'll bet you it's one of those guys went home to visit family and brought back giraffe poop. So just another consequence of illegal immigration. Obama. Obama, yeah. Obama. Yeah, you, you got to pronounce that Obama. R so that you know he's bombed a bunch of people. Obama, Obama, Obama. No, bummer. Not hey, that this war stuff. I mean, not that all what, the other what? presidents didn't didn't bomb people too. They all do. Every one of them, Republican, Democrat, doesn't matter. They all bomb. Yep. I don't That's think, exactly I don't think Trump bombed. Did Trump bomb anyone? Probably. Yeah. Nope, Did he? Nope, nope. Well, just one guy. Trump bombed one guy. One singular guy. Oh, right. Was the he reduced the rate of of bombings, but like there are still uh, several. uh, We'll call them military skirmishes because you know they're not really wars unless they've been declared by Congress, right? Uh, But they're still warlike actions. He he did not stop any of them. 
I thought I thought of another tr- Trump bombing. He he bombed the airport and uh, wherever it was in the Middle East that uh, the Russians were occupying because it was the, the base had been used for whatever. I don't remember, but he, yeah, so he but he called but he called him for he called him first and told him to get out. So I don't know if anybody got killed. I think just the hangars got uh, blown up. The airport got blown up. Um, but the, yeah, but the, I, the other guy that he bombed the the uh, the United States military did not stop bombing brown people while Trump was in office. Well, no, they were still they gonna bomb somebody. They're going to bomb white people. I mean, God, give me a break, Captain. <laughs> they don't. They don't have to bomb anybody. I, I understand what you're saying, and that's well, hilarious. <laughs> no, it's a requirement. They're a government, right? I mean, uh, in their required. eyes, bombing required. Yeah, huh? yeah. it's a it horrible, that way. horrible it seems way that to. Way. Horrible. I mean, like, there's a, a government here uh, in New Hampshire, in this city of Keene here, and uh, they don't really bomb people. They, they'll shoot people every now and again or, uh, yeah, that, you know, tax my, you. Or, it totally would. That would ruin my joke. Yeah. That would ruin my joke if I, if I uh, admitted that. If I... <laughs> All right. Well, don't do that. I assume you were calling for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So let me finish up on the one, and then I'll get to the real reason. Well, actually, this is the reason, but let, but let me finish up to what I was saying. Right, Trump, the first guy, the, the guy that he bombed, actually, it was the second guy he bombed, but the guy that he bombed individually, well, and the, and his people, his uh, entourage who were riding in the car with him, was the dude that uh, organized the attack on the Benghazi uh, embassy. So that's the guy. That's the guy that he in, in Iran. Yep. Iran. That's the guy that he bombed. Anyway, so the, so this is all war stuff, and then you got the Israel thing going on. And so, the, and you had conversations earlier. And so, the question is, um, well, first of all, the rhetorical question is, the this it must stop, right? The war must stop. The killing must stop, right? Yep. Okay. So then, the next question, the real question is, who's going to stop it? What do you mean, people? Right? People are the ones doing it. People Us, are the ones right? that'll stop it. Yeah. Okay. So, which people? Which people are going to stop it? Uh, the ones who have the ability. Oh, wait a minute. Well, who has the ability to stop the bombing? bombing? The people who are doing the bombing. <laughs> but, well, do, well, who are the people doing the bombing then? Government. We're somewhere. Government. The government. And, and does the government have the ability to stop bombing? We're back to my statement. They do. They have the ability. It's requ- No, no, it's required. It's because <laughs> they're government. They call themselves government. David, great call. Thank you so much. 603-283-6160 is the number if you'd like to join us. More of your calls and thoughts, more stuff from us, and more Sunday Night Free Talk Live is coming up. I was thinking of Tuvian throat singing. <laughs> I don't know what a Tuvian is. All I can think of is, uh, is Tuvix, which is a cross between Neelix and Tuvok from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. No, wait, Voyager. Nerd. Wow. Star Nerd. Trek Voyager. Yeah, they did a... Nerd. Yeah. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> Nerd alert. I have no idea what you're talking about. Star Trek Voyager, yeah. they had two characters. One guy's name was Neelix. The other guy's name was Tuvok. Okay. They they got put into a transporter, and wherever they transported to, they became one person. Whoa! Called Tuvix, like the triple nipple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were just lamenting about uh, what was the Adam Sandler movie? 
Um, seven crazy nights. Seven like crazy nights, called. and then also it's total about Hanukkah. Also, yeah. total. Re- is that where Adam Sandler did the recall? Hanukkah song in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I know yeah. that movie. Um, and then also Total Recall has a uh, a scene, both versions of the movie, a scene where there's a, a woman with three boobs. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Like they did a great job. Like it's convincing. <laughs> it's a great job. It's convincing. Yeah, you're like, oh, that. We're really wow. uh, big fans of the third breast here yeah. on Free Talk. Can you Live. imagine the casting on that? Like, we well, need a woman with. Three and that's breasts. the thing too. You're like, well, if you like two, <laughs> wait until you see three. Well, for, uh, like I was, I was going to tell you in the break. Like a friend of mine always, if he's at the bar, he'll say, uh, you know, uh, it's like uh, drinks are like women's breasts. If you have one, it's not enough, but three is too many. <laughs> <laughs> he always has two drinks. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's a good slogan to live your life by. So moving, <laughs> moving from boobs, the, the captain which, continues. Which I, I prefer to talk about. Really, yeah, maybe gonna, we should just stay on. That we're topic. gonna move back to. <laughs> hey, look at the phone boards all lit up. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we kind of finished this number two story about the giraffe yeah, I think poop. We're done with that. Yeah, I think we can flush wipe it. that. We can flush it. Yeah, flush it. <laughs> Someone grab the uh, the plunger. Oh. It's not going down right. <laughs> We're still talking about it. Somehow. Like, this is a really uh. big horse. <laughs> <laughs> anybody got any Clorox? Oh wait, no, that's the no. Anybody got bleach? Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right, uh, it's Free Talk Live six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Before we go on, Free Talk Live listeners, we are asking you, well, to do a solid for our comrades behind bars because Heck tyrants yeah. have uh, apparently targeted. Free Talk Live, and, you know, I hope I'm not next. Oh. I'm just saying, man. Angie, if uh, you're listening, I, you know, I'm not going. Uh, I, I don't plan on it, but you never know. Hey. Uh, they seem to have a... Um, a way of showing up. I, I don't want to use the phrase I was about to use. They have a um, they have a, a vendetta. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, for Free Talk Live, mm-hmm. apparently. Well, they should chill out. And so uh, Aria uh, is in prison. Right now, uh, and she likes to receive letters from people. She does. And uh, what is her website, Nikki? Her website is ariademezzo.com, A R I A D I M E Z Z O.com. Very well. Uh, you can find information on how to write her at her website. Yep. Uh, and uh, also and send her money and send her want. some money if you want to send her some money on her the commissary on her books so she can buy you know I don't whatever know, she wants whatever the heck you yeah. know she's buying in there. food makeup you know whatever yeah I'm not sure. girl stuff yeah uh, also uh, recently uh, freekeen dot com that's keen with an extra e k e e n e freekeen <laughs> Dot it's not com. Really not it's, just e- 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 it's the useless. Well, because it's not <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, triple E. <laughs> no, because the word keen would be like, "Wow, you're really keen, right?" That doesn't yeah. have the extra E. But, but the, the town and the shoe brand does, does have the extra E. Right, yeah. right. So anyway, free keen with the you know useless English E. Dot com has information on how you can write Ian Freeman. He is currently in a, uh, I believe, Merrimack County, New Hampshire yep. uh, jail, and you can write him there. He's projected to be there for some time. So he will receive your letters if you mail him there. The instructions, again, freekeen.com uh, for how to write to him. Uh, I've spoken with both of them at least once this week, uh, and they seem to be, as much as you can expect, handling their situation, yeah. um, You know, focusing on the work that's to be done, uh, you know, Ian specifically for his appeals process and that kind of thing. Uh, and Aria, of course, is just trying to adjust to being uh, held captive. Uh, so yeah. 
our uh, our our prisoners of war uh, could use some words of encouragement. Prisoners of peace. Definitely prisoners of peace. Prisoners of their war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On us. Uh, could definitely use uh, kind words, sentiments, postcards, this type of thing. You know, it doesn't really have to be a big deal, but just let them know that you're in their thoughts. Send them, you know, warm tidings. Uh, there's a list of things that you probably shouldn't send uh, at the BOP, the Bureau of Bop. Prisons uh, yeah, website. Bop. So, like, I learned that you you shouldn't write your letter in crayon. No. Really? Yeah, because they'll reject mix- crayon. Probably because I, after working with these populations, I've learned about some of the many creative ways that things are smuggled into prison. Oh, yeah, they'd melt something into the wax of the crayon, remold it, and then put it in a little sleeve and send it it through, and it's probably got acid in it or something. Yeah, or heroin or something. Who knows? Don't send giraffe poop. Yeah, they do not like that. They don't want that. They, no. I mean, for well, all I we know, they take that. Right? <laughs> no, I like, oh, it's fine. you can. You just need the uh, permit. Get the permit. Get, <laughs> the that, permit wouldn't that be first. something if we all got permits the to send giraffe poop in? Yeah. Wouldn't that uh, be I, something? I tell you what, I'd be sending giraffe poop to a whole lot of people. <laughs> you know how they do the flaming dog poop? <laughs> right, yeah. But I have a permit. <laughs> I got a permit. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. I... Oh, yes. yes. My call. Uh, yeah, I just want to bring up that I got that voter um, voter information um, letter, and it looked like a little junk mail, but I did open it, and so I got all my polling locations, but they had that old phone number that they had for 60 years, mm-hmm. and they, they did not write the catchy one, the 243 vote. The two four three eight six eight three, the one that you could memorize. Okay. And I think it, they they omitted it on purpose because uh, they want you to forget the phone number, right? God forget if you if you remember the phone number, you might actually come out and vote. You know. <laughs> well, why do you, why do you need to call the phone to vote? <laughs> I don't think the phone number has any bearing in the number of votes received. But go on. So the thing is that the phone number actually worked. I did call the 243 vote number, and it was still, it routed to the other phone number. They had two different phone numbers that route to it. To the same they place. They okay. just didn't list it. So in other words, once they give the phone number, they have to make it valid. They just don't have to print it. And it's just like, it's a little a thing about a voter suppression. It's like, oh, yeah, we want you to vote. But they yeah. make little things like that. It's like a trick, though. So I, you don't know. And I, I work in tele, or I worked in telephony. This means telephones, telephone numbers, and uh, routing of calls, and you know, voice over IP stuff like that. Um, as the technology evolved from analog into digital technology, uh, shuffling of phone numbers had to occur. And so, it sounds like what they've done is they've consolidated. So they had you know, a previously published number uh, that is still valid. They've simply call forwarded that to the current number because they probably changed providers, uh, something along those lines. They now have a VoIP provider instead of a telephone company. Uh, And that's usually how these things occur with large organizations. Now, that's not to say that it's not possible that, you know, what you're saying is a conspiracy theory, you know, (laughs) isn't true, but I, I highly doubt it. Well, um, no, but I believe it. It's not a, like the phone total things. Our Magatula Salva, she was a Democratic Secretary of State, so she came up with a number so it's uh, everybody could remember, but they just don't print it. So that, that defeats the purpose. 
But I tested the number to see if it's all works. Well, it's a subtle form of uh, voter suppression. Same thing with that card. They're hoping that it's so thin and flimsy. They think that you're um, like a car, um, insurance junk mail, hoping that you'll throw it away. And I've talked to a lot of people that have thrown away. They they told me what photo well, information. I mean, Can yeah. You just if, look it up on the internet. If, if, right, and that's the other thing I was going to say. So uh, first of all. Uh, anything I get from the government, I generally throw Trash. away. Yeah, yep. it's, it goes into the. I uh, burn it without a permit. The, the cir- <laughs> Take that circular file. Right. Uh, however, okay. and 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 it also, if it looks like trash, I generally throw it away. But also, uh, Nikki is onto something, Sarah. And I know you're a bit older, but uh, the internet has basically replaced phones now. Right? There's only. I can't tell you how little phone calling I do today compared to 10 years ago and then how little I did 10 years ago compared to 10 years before that. Even receiving stuff in the mail, um, I would say like 98% of the stuff I'm receiving in the mail is all like junk mail. Yep. Yeah. And if you're buying anything from an online retailer, let's just say Amazon, Mm -hmm. call customer service. There is no customer service. You got to email. When they announce it. So they announced the election information. That all they have is the barcode.gov slash elections. That's it. They they hoping that you only if you only got a phone, they don't want you to vote. But you're going to probably vote for welfare and EBT and Medicaid. Yeah, I don't know about any of that. I don't vote because it's wrong to force your opinions on other people, and that's what you do when you vote. If you vote, you're just saying that I want this guy to force what uh, are his opinions. Uh, and, and vicariously yours by voting for him onto a subset of other people. Uh, that's what you're doing. And okay. it's always wrong to force your opinions on another individual. Okay, well, you're good night. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, wow, she really didn't like that. <laughs> but couldn't, couldn't you just go to, like, if you, want, if you really want to vote, wouldn't you go to your town hall and say, hi, I live at this address. Where can I register to vote? Yeah. And where is my precinct and like, to vote? isn't it usually the same you, every and year? You, you know, it's always like, yeah, the first week of November. Yeah. Wouldn't you think like maybe October, I'm going to go to the town hall. And I'm just going to. You know what? I also want to say something. People that are on EBT and government assistance absolutely have the internet. Oh, yeah. Got I don't know very phone. many people. Like unless somebody is literally homeless. Right. And then typically if you're homeless, you're like not on government assistance. Right. It means, you know, somehow you were unable to get it because you don't have an address or whatever. Um, but yeah, typically if you get like Section 8 housing and EBT and well, all that, like SNAP benefits and stuff yeah, like that. You get a phone. You got internet. Yeah, you're getting bone. You know, you're getting no, they, checks they, from the government. They have, you got- they have phone plans, data plans included for... Uh, you know, what they call uh, underserved people, right? Big cities will have these plans where if you earn less than, I don't know, 10 grand a year, 15 grand a year, something like that, you qualify. Like, yeah, well, they have commercials saying that you qualify. The Obama phone. They advertise that. They got your Obama phone. Right. I love how they have like the big big cities. They're all underserved. Right. But you know who runs the big cities? Government. Well, the Democrat Party, really. Well, there. they should probably keep voting <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah. Right. So you're you're voting for people who are underserving you. It's just yeah, it's I, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> you know what it is though. I don't know. And, and, and again, I just want to. I just want to go there. I just want to clear the air here because you know I might have confused Sarah, but that's why I don't vote. Now, if you want to vote, fire out solid and right on. There's plenty of arguments about voting in self defense, right? Because the state is always attacking you. 
right? And so whatever you can do to mitigate their attack, right, would serve as a defense, right? So uh, if you can, you know, reduce the amount that they're taxing you for, you know, some reason or whatever with your vote, that might be a compelling reason to vote. So if you feel like that's effective, if you've done the research and you know the numbers and you feel like that's effective, go ahead and do it. Yeah. I don't do it because voting is immoral in my book. Um. Yeah. And I guess if you're going to do it like local level voting, like if I'm voting for somebody, it's because I know them personally. I'm not voting for anybody that I don't know personally. Um, I'm also not registered to vote in this state. So I'm I'm probably not going to go through the effort to register. Sorry to all, all of my friends that are that are running. Yeah. Um, I support you. I love you. Yeah. But I'm not going to vote for you because I, again, kind of like what Captain said, I don't really believe in it. I, I, I mean, I feel like I, I cross a, a moral line or an ethical line, right, when I vote because I'm literally giving my endorsement to some uh, ostensible liar, right? Ooh. Politicians. They all lie. Right? They they like to lie. I don't, I don't you know, and, and the system corrupts. So, like, you could have a noble friend of yours who's the best person ever. They're, once they get into a, an office position, even just the act of running, right, yeah. uh, they're going to be put in a in a situation that compromises not only their beliefs, but, but yours on. as well. We're all put in those situations all the time. Uh, but I do get I do get the point of it that you're saying that like they're okay. So we're all put in those yeah. situations all the time. But they're like actively kind of ruling over people, quote like so to speak, and like voting on things. Well, so they're you, like directly affecting other people. Right. Let me give you a, a a scenario that probably no one else thinks of, but okay. like w- hopefully will illustrate my point. Okay. Uh, Steve here. Let's say we know he's yes, a noble Captain. dude. He's a noble guy. Yeah. He's a peaceful man. Yep. He's a nonviolent man. Upstanding uh, individual. He has good intentions. Uh, he's running for mayor. Right? No, no, okay. I'm running for dog catcher. Okay, he's running the libertarian dog catcher. Like the dog didn't want to go back home, so I let the dog go. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) he's running for some office, right? Now, in order to compete against whoever he's running with, right, he has to stay sort of step in step with the other person as the competition. Yes. Now, let's say I vote for Steve because I know he's going to get into office and do the exact right thing. Yep. Now that's my opinion, right? So he gets into office and he does, according to me, the exact right thing. Right, he's still forcing that opinion on people who disagree with him. Didn't yes. vote for me. Yeah, who didn't vote so for me. So the you. liberals don't like what Steve has right. to say. Now, because, now let's go the you know, the other way. Let's. I know an evil person who's a top notch liar. Right, he's the most dishonest corrupt. person. Right, uh, and so uh, I vote for him. Right. Uh, now that person's going to get into office and do all of the evil things that the office will allow him to do, and he's going to force that onto a subset of people who did not vote right, for him. Be trampling mm-hmm. on my rights, right? So, like, if you want a leader, go ahead and find one and follow them if if that's what you feel is best for you. But you have no right to force that leader upon me. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I'm also, I'm so disillusioned by the system oh, that yeah. I don't even want to participate anymore. And you know what? I really like, I appreciate the people who are like a lot of free staters and libertarians and like a freedom oriented people. Like even, you know, some of the, the people I know who are like conservatives that yeah. I might not agree with on everything that are still like for health freedom and things that I think are important you know, kudos to them for like running and doing all of the circus dance thing, because I do believe they have good intentions and they're genuinely trying to make this state a better place. I appreciate them. Um, 
Agreed, yes. And so somebody the other day was like, Nikki, you have to uh, run for office. I'm like, hell no. Uh, So many people have been like, Captain, when are you going to run? No, never. I'm running away. I I can't do it. I can't play the song and dance. And I just want to be left alone. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I come on the radio. I like to say my piece. I have a lot of fun, you know, laughing and joking around in this show. Sometimes we get heavy and serious. Uh, but I just don't want to participate anymore. You know, I do everything I can um, to kind of keep keep the bureaucrats out of my business, so yep. to speak. You know, like I, I kind of toe the line enough just to not be bothered. And I'm at the point where I just want to like, ra- you know, raise some chickens, plant my garden and just live in peace. Move to the woods. As, yep. Absolutely. As far outside of the system as I want. I don't want anything to do with politics. I don't want to vote. I don't want to run. I don't even want to talk about it half the time. I just don't care. I want to live my life in peace and harmony with my family and with my friends and forget that the state exists. And knowing that um, uh, politics and the state is violence, right? Because that's the only tool the state has. The only tool government has is violence or the threat of it, coercion, if you will. Yeah. Every time I even see like political signs pop up, right? Like it's voting season again, yeah. right? You know, unless it's a joke, I don't want to see it. You know? Right? I see these things, and I'm like, oh, the only I I have seen a sign around here in Keene on my way to and from the studio whenever I come down here. It's Khan, K A H N, somebody oh, named yeah. Khan. And every time Khan. I go, Khan from Star Wars, he's got a Khan Star Trek. Again. Star yeah. Trek. One of those nerds. Nerds are giving nerds. me crap oh, I thought now. Like he's got a con everyone. It's, yeah, don't, like a don't con get con. Yeah. Don't get con. That's what I thought. Of don't first. get conned by con. <laughs> no, I just think of uh, Ricardo Montalban. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as Khan in right. Star Trek Two, was it the oh. movie? Yeah. Anyway, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Khan. Yes. Khan man. So, um. Uh, because it's all violence, when I see these political signs now, I don't see somebody like running and trying to change the system. I see violence. I see, yeah. uh, elect me for your you know torturer. More, yeah, so, more police. We need more police. Yeah. But, so, yeah. but what do you think the solution is? So if if the this is the the political system we have, right? Like this is what we have. Um, you can vote, and that's something you can do. What do you think people should do instead? Well, so. You've talked about our friends that uh, do run, right? Yeah, Libertarians yeah. who are trying to take seats and, you know, reduce taxation and, you and know. And they're doing stuff. Uh, like, I want to be clear. They're getting stuff done. It, entering bills that are just ridiculous and yeah. like, but awesome at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I applaud all of these people and I support you in doing these things because the one use that I find for running for office is for spreading the message of freedom. Mm-hmm, absolutely, peace. because people are already predisposed to listen for something from some some bias, right? You're mm-hmm. better than this guy because of X, right? They're waiting for a reason you to tell them a reason why they're better than the other losers who are running, right? And so that's an opportunity for you to spread the message of peace, freedom, liberty, right? All that so kind of stuff. You mean just like the campaign, Ron Paul, for example, right? Uh, he was never going to win. Right, there was a possibility if he'd have got you know yeah. jumped through the right, somebody. But no, I mean, like it was an outside chance. Right? I think everybody knew he wasn't going to win, but he had one of the most successful campaigns for freedom, yeah, of any politician that has ever existed. Right, right? Uh, that at least in my time. Right, uh, no one else has used freedom as their platform well, I, I think- that I'm aware of. And so Ron Paul made more anarchists 
than any politician, mm-hmm. right? He definitely inspired a lot of people. So, and this is what I mean by I know so many people that started at Ron Paul, right? And this is what I mean His, by like, the two, gateway what is it, politician. Two thousand eight. <laughs> It, uh, well, yeah. that was when I got into him, but he also he's been in politics for a long. No, no, no I time. know, but yeah. I was running, wondering what year he ran. Yeah, two thousand eight. Uh, uh, was when I got into him anyway. Uh, but my point is, is that it can be a very uh, effective platform for spreading the message of freedom, as evidenced by Ron Paul. Yeah. And so the the friends of ours here in New Hampshire that are doing the same thing, they are also spreading the message of freedom and liberty through their campaigns and yeah. their actions, right? So it's an opportunity to educate people yeah. to a closed audience that you don't normally get. So I applaud it for that reason. And so to answer your question, what is the solution? I believe secession is the answer. Okay. Right. New Hampshire. So just like any get state, out, you right? Know, like uh, it's break not. It off. It's not the complete answer, right? But it's a step in the right direction, right? Because we know. But that, how do we accomplish secession without voting people into office? Well, and, I mean, well, yeah, you've got. You, you just get say you do. Yeah. You declare your independence. But what about all the other people living in New Hampshire? Sorry, I'm playing devil's advocate. I, uh, you know? Here we go. Because so, these are the, these are, so these when, are the questions. I, I'm doing this because yeah. these are the questions that yeah. the listeners have. Right. So I'm trying to be the voice so, of the people. So but we have a good chance because well, if you have 400 state reps for 1.3 million people, that's mm-hmm. that's a really good number mm-hmm. of state reps. If you and have enough, have the ratio enough, reps yeah, to it, people. To reps right. to people, and if you have enough state reps that will will actually put that forward. I mean, it, it, we, it right. got. It got I mean, clearly we didn't. It got, Put into committee, never made it to the house. Yeah. Never, right, but that's never how it starts. Floor, but it starts, and right. you do it, it again, and you do it again, you keep doing like, it again. That started a conversation. Yeah, and it sparked a lot of thoughts in in people's heads. Yeah. yeah. So education first and okay. foremost, right? Uh, and what about all the people that you know didn't vote or don't agree or whatever? Well. Uh, when the United States declared their independence from uh, the British bastards, yeah. right? Uh, do you think everybody was on board? No, no there were a ton of loyalists. 3%. Oh my gosh, in the U.S., there were a ton of loyalists. But what about them? Absolutely. What happened to them? Well, tough, I guess. Uh, right? I don't like having that attitude. I don't know. It's so hard because I'm like... Uh, I mean, I just, like I just want to go off in the woods and you know play in my garden, but, but and, I'm also like actively being attacked by the state, and like my friends are literally yeah. in jail. So it's so hard for me to find that balance like, of like I want to be left alone, but like I need here, to defend my people. Here, you know here's what I, mean? what I would say to anybody who who isn't on board: um, Do you want to make more money? <laughs> do you want to have a better life? Do you want to be? Do you want to have uh, more freedoms and liberties to do whatever the hell it is you want? Instead of, you know, being subjected to government tyranny day in and day out. Yeah. Right? Aren't you tired of the mess that is politics? Right? This is what I would say to these people. But what about the roads? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you register to vote, if you're going to vote for anyone, uh, Firebrand Lily Tang Williams, second district uh, in New Hampshire. Yeah, she's cool. For Congress. She, I, ta- she has the message of freedom like, I like no one else and has. And she has a, a good and, story to back it. Yeah, she, I yeah. like the fact that she, she has seen, She's seen real it. She's lived it. overt yeah. tyranny firsthand. Yeah. So. Yep. She's great. Uh, cool, a stunning endorsement for the last minute of our show. <laughs> way to go, Classic. All right. Uh, this has been Free Talk Live. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve. I think you kept it. If thank you to our callers and of course all of our listeners. If you missed any part of the program, find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.
you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com